What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. New, 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 new world. How's my how's my microphone today? Shout out to the coach gang. And how's my you. mic for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel? And welcome to Thursday night, Crimson Capsules and Roski, the good, the second longest so-called alleged running episodic program here. On YouTube. Welcome back to the evening show. Evening service will start in about a couple of 50, 11 minutes. And we got a great show for you today. And today we're going to talk about Hakimi, Prince Hakimi, we're going to call him. His ex wife has finally responded. And you have a bunch of apex predators coming out here and they're making adjustments to you, ninjas who think you're going to go run down to the bank and change all of your assets into your mammy's name. Even the mama is shuffling. Even Akimi's mommy is shuffling, and we actually reported that. The mom is like, I don't know what's going on. He didn't tell me ish. All right, and so the mom is even throwing a little bit of a monkey wrench into his program. And as I told you on the Hakimi divorce, it ain't over till it's over, especially if you have children and you have a woman taking an L. Women don't take Ls. I'm just letting y'all know, just when you think you got them cornered, just when you think you got enough raid, just when you think... They're down and out. They bounce back. They bounce back, and she will not let this rest. Of course, they're going to move forward and uh, order her to pay half of her assets. But you also have a, a journalist reporting that it's fake news. So, you, well, yeah, she pissed. They don't, they, don't, they don't die. They multiply. All right, they don't die. They multiply. So uh, check this out. We got a great show. And without further ado, uh, before we get into the show, you can support the show. Dollar sign CGA live on the cash app. The the CGA, sorry, it is CGA live. It let me tell you, dollar sign the notorious CGA on the cash app. But CGA live is still active. I might have to pull up another window. But the notorious CGA, dollar sign the notorious CGA on the cash app. Bimbo Coach Greg Adams TV. PayPal, PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that is pinned to the top of the live chat. You know, people be looking for signs. All right. And I'm holding up. <laughs> I'm holding up the diamond. Everybody's like, there he is. He's NWO. All right. Dollar sign CGL. I'm messing up. PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And you can super chat on the Notorious CGA channel. Uh, I'll give you my intros and other intros other than that later on in the show. And if this is your first time watching, hit the subscribe button. And if you like what you are about to hear, hit the like button. All right. So look, before we get in here, I got um, um, a couple of jokes, a couple of CGA jokes, and um, here we go. We're going to start with this one right here. Uh, CGA reading Super Chats. CGA, this is an example of me reading Super Chats, or just not even reading Super Chats. This is me reading. You guys heard of this guy named, what's his name? John Fetterman. Anybody heard of this guy? <laughs> All right. And uh, if you don't know who he is, this is this guy. He was voted as a U.S. senator. Out of the state of Pennsylvania, they claim that he won the, I mean, they, he won the election. Mm. Remember, he's the Eagles guy. And the Eagles are so much better than the Eagles. Oh, man. You remember this guy right here. Eagles are so much better than Eagles. And then he eventually won. And then within a month, he's got depression. He disappears for 50, 11 days. And he came back out with the same hoodie. And apparently he had his first um, first subcommittee 
leadership program, right? You know, they play, you know, these senators and all these people, they have these little subcommittees. Anybody ever been on a board? You always got a subcommittee that has to meet and you got to go through the, all right, I hear, call this meeting into order. Anyone say I, all the yays say yays and the nays say nays. All right, you got to do all of this goofy ass procedure shit with the fat chick on the side writing the minutes down. You know, I remember doing those things. I'm a little bit solo. So um, let's give them an example of what I sound like when I read online. All right, you guys want to hear something. This is the same guy here, Mr. Fetterman. Um, he's going to be the lead here of this subcommittee. Here we go. He's struggling already. This is Jones Brown. Yeah. Food banks are really critical for the support foundation of SNAP. Would you agree with that? Uh -huh. Absolutely. The Emergency Food Assistance Pro Program, uh -huh. TFAP, was established to provide emergency food assistance to low-income individuals uh -huh, uh -huh. And these individuals may not qualify for snap but they might need additional support okay okay food banks like phil abundance and knowing personally they're the kind of quality of the work that you do hey, he basically saying. reading the script they distribute 85 percent of tfap foods nationwide uh-huh as americans struggle with high food costs yeah how have you been uh -huh. able to allow you to continue to provide yeah. food support. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you for the question. Um, and is this all political? Is this a skit? Is this a skit? <laughs> this is all political theater. This is some, some clown shit. Man, let me, this is some clown ass shit. <laughs> what are we doing? New, 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 new. All right. This is who you guys elect, elect into these positions right here, man. There's even some even worse clips than that. Him leading the Senate subcommittee, reading directly from a script. I mean, what are we doing, y'all? <laughs> this can't be real. This shit cannot be real. Let's see if I got another one right here. Let me see here. Uh, we do have them again. CGA reading super chats. Are you guys ready? CGA reading super chats or just reading at all? All right. These are your elected officials tax dollars at, and, uh, and at play here. Here we go. I called in this hearing of the U.S. Senate subcommittee and... Food and nutrition, especially crops, organics, and uh -huh. research. Uh -huh. Order. Okay. Chairwoman Stevenow. Oh, man. And ranking member Boozman. Thank you so much for coming. Okay. I thank you for your leadership on this committee, and yeah. I look forward to working with you to pass a farm bill. Oh. Is this what I sound like when I read on the air? A farm bill that works for small far farmers, yeah. rural communities, uh -huh. and hungry Americans. I would also like to thank my ranking member, Senator Braun. Oh. I look forward to working closely with you. Okay. SNAP is one of the most effective programs to fight hunger and poverty in the country. In my time and effort in IFAS, uh -huh. as the mayor of Braddock, to yeah. lieutenant governor, to now, I have heard from Pennsylvanians about their support for a This ninja sound like he in the fifth grade. Hunger is not a Republican or a Democrat issue. Oh, it's okay. You, know, you got that down. Have to take it on. You, thank you for looking up when you were. You, apparently, you didn't read that. What else? Okay, this is me too. Okay. We need to come together and stop playing political games with Americans' access to food. Okay. Americans like Chair 
about Corey George from the North, the town of Northeast. Yeah, man. I just let me, let me, hey, 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 man. Hey, hey, hey. What the hell's going on, man? This is a. <laughs> 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 I mean, hey, aren't you supposed to be a little bit more genuine? Aren't you supposed to be like, hey, thank you for your time here. You're the ranking order member. Uh, this is not a Republican. This ninja got to read it word for word by lower. <laughs> Must have written it in crayon. Man, that was painful. I know fourth graders that read better than that. And who typed that shit up for him? Kamala Harris's speechwriter. Holy mackerel. All right. Sorry, man. I tell you, man. I sorry. I know I sound even worse than that when I'm on the air. Um, More CGA humor. Me taking a dig. Actually, we're not even going to do that yet. We do have another situation here. This is how far it's gone. If you guys are concerned about what we talk about here on these shows, if you want to call them spheres, manospheres, red pill, crimson capsule, whatever you want to call it. If you think we are on the wrong side of the conversation, that we're loony, we're goofy, gay, and so I want you to look at how far it's gone in terms of censorship of men. They got normie dudes scared. This is how scared they have normie dudes. This beautiful, beautiful thing right here. Let me go on and play the music. She right up my alley. Yes, I'm starving. Yeah, that brother's starving. I'll take me a slice of all that. Bring it, bring it my way. Uh, but listen, they got her on these streets and they're asking men. You won't believe this. They're asking men, would they date a transition, trans, what do they call it? A trans woman, all right? A reading rainbow. Let's just call it what it is, all right? She can get a bowl of this jasmine rice, all right? She definitely can get several bowls, all right? But they're asking men that are at in a nightlife party scene, probably somewhere in Orlando, would they date trans women? And I don't know if you guys know what a trans woman is. A trans woman is a man who is, uh, is a person that was born biologically male and is transitioned to a woman. All right, I sometimes get it confused. I'm like, what, what, what is what? Now watch how much these dudes are shuffling. This is how sad they have men in America today. And for people who think this space is goofy, this is the opposite side. This is the extreme opposite where they got goofy ass men. Watch this shit. Fellas, is it gay to date a trans woman? Hell yeah. What in the hell do you mean? Hell yeah. You were born a man. <laughs> No comment. <laughs> yeah. In my opinion, yeah. For sure, that's gay as shit. Don't try to yeah. cancel me on some trans shit, but like... Now, you see, they are trying to wiggle out of it. A couple of guys were really direct. Guys, this is a very simple question. This question is very easy. If you're a heterosexual guy, it's obvious you don't date transitioning women. That You're just not going to do it. You're, you're just not going to do it. But they got dudes so goofy... And afraid to get canceled, they're like, oh, watch this right here. Here we go. It's pretty sus. Yeah. Why? This is a good question. That's a really good question. I know. I mean, I don't know, because they have a dick. No. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know? It's very clear. It's very clear what the answer is. But they're shuffling. Listen. I mean, it's like whatever you like, man. Like, I don't know. It's not gay. It's not gay. If you're into it, you're into it. We're from Seattle, so like we're about that. <laughs> oh my lord, Seattle has checked into the building right here. 
All right. You got to sit here and be like, oh, well, you know, I don't, I, here we go. Fellas, is it gay to date a trans woman? Ooh, that's a good question. It's a simple question. But when what they're doing is they don't want to get canceled. They don't want to get fired from their job because everybody's controlled by the man. They don't want to lose their bank account. They're scared. They don't want to lose their they, they don't want to get censored on Twitter or YouTube or Facebook. You have a preference. Call it out. It's simple. No, that's a good question. That's not a good question. It's an easy one. I got the answer right here. That's what I said. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. Uh, we gone, man. I, I cringe at men that are constantly men who are contrarians. That's going to be what we call them. Shout out to the angry man. He's We're going to give him credit for that. There's contrarian males that are constantly trying to get views that are fighting opinions like myself. And listen, mine is a little bit hardcore. I will let you know. I get it. You're not going to be down with everything we say. But you contrarian suckers don't realize what's on the other side. If you eliminate our voices, being that you're a contrarian, this is all you'll have left. There's no middle argument. Contrarians trying to play the middle. There's no middle. All right? There's one side and the other. That's where we are at. There's no moderates. Moderates are cowards. People, okay, let me just put it like this. If you stand in the middle of the street, you're going to get hit. Eventually, you'll fall to the side of extremism on one side or the other, if you will. And here you go. If you eliminate our side, contrarians, this is all you'll have. This is simple. It's a simple question, but they shuffling. Why? Because they don't want to say what they want to say. Depends on how hot she is. Depends on how hot she is. That's not the answer to the question. Is it gay? She asked, is it gay? It doesn't depend on how hot she is. It's a yes or a no question. <laughs> Would you date a trans woman? Probably not. How come? I couldn't get past the dick. So it's got cock and balls. Yes. Is it gay you're dating? Yes. For me? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I think so. Would you date a trans woman? No. What if they yeah, say, no. I'm I'm a woman? No. Still no? No. For, no. Nah. I've heard some trans. You know the brothers, the real ninjas, gonna say, "Nah, Sean, yo, Sean, hey, yo, Sean, look at my man right here, hey, Sean." You know what I'm saying? Word is bond, Sean. We on. You know, to the fifth, to the five percenters, and all of that. Word. Nah, that's all you need to know. That's everybody. That should be every man's answer who claims to be hetero. It should be every man's answer. This guy's answer right here. He has the answer of the video. Uh, sure. What's the answer, Sean? Nah. Yeah, look. <laughs> nah. I've heard some trans people talk about their female penises. What are your thoughts on that terminology? Trans people with female penises? Well, men who say that they're women and then they say they have a female penis now because they say they're a woman. Now. Oh, nah. That's a that's a dick. You don't believe it's like a female dick? I've never heard of that. A feet? Wow. <laughs> what is this? Is there such a thing as a female dick? I'm, it's a confusing subject. A no, it ain't. Female penis? No such thing. That's gay. A dick's a dick. Hey, what is it? Hey. <laughs> Repent and believe in the gospel. There we go. Look, I'm not a Christian, but hell yeah. I'm not a Christian, but yo, I'm glad a Christian stood up. Repent. And what do you say with the gospel? 
look, man, I need Christians to uh, cuff your balls. That right there between the nah and him, they got the comment of the video. All right, nah and him. Let me see here. What did he say? Repent and do something with the gospel. Please stand up. Let's play. Repent, Repent and believe in the gospel. There you go, man. It's, it's simple. It's simple. It's simple. But they got men shuffling out here. They got men shuffling, worried about getting canceled. Oh, what? And it's a what? I'm sorry, what? Well, it depends. It depends on this. Is it hot? What? No. Why can't we have this position? I'm asking, why can't we have this position? And if you eliminate our voices, you're only going to have one choice. It's going to be obviously to believe in that. We should be able to have a voice. Let's get to the earlier contributors to the day show. If there are any, and there are Brown 310 is in the building. Good to hear from you again. West Coasting. Esteban Leon says, uh, with a sponsor co-sponsorship. He says, thanks for being the man. We had he says we had to kick on loyals making you a band map. All right. We had a, a kick on loyals making you a band map. Oh, I see it. You can't go anywhere. Might as well be a passport, bro. Stay cool. All right. I got to find that. <laughs> Y'all out there marking all the areas that I cannot go to. Um, I saw that earlier here. Let me see here. I might have to pin it to the top to get to it. But yeah, there's a lot of places that uh, I'm going to have to check in. But I did appear in Harlem. I appeared in the Bronx in Brooklyn. All right. So CGA's not scared out here, but bullets don't have no names. So I am fully aware what I was doing. I think I find the map. I found the map here. I found the map. I'm going to pull it up on Google Maps here. CGA's banned list. All right. So there is a link on locals. Let me see if I can share this. It says, well, let me see here. Let me put it up. Make sure my address ain't on the damn thing. All right. There it is. CGA's banned list. We're keeping track of all the cities. Coach is banned. He said, this is all love and jokes. Hashtag free agent lifestyle. Go to locals.com, man. We lit over there. All right. So where are we at in the United States so far? All right. <laughs> all right. Uh, San Francisco, San Jose area. Yes, I'm out of there. San Jose. I didn't diss them. Um, what is this? El Paso? Or is that that's somewhere in Juarez? Yeah, that's El Paso. Mm. <laughs> I'm out of El Paso. Everywhere, Lubbock and Midland, Odessa. I'm definitely done there. We got San Antonio for sure. All right. I can definitely not go to San Antonio. I'm out. Brownsville. Peace to all my Brownsville ninjas. Definitely. Oh, Oklahoma City out. Memphis. Tupelo. Tupelo's on the map. Is this Indianapolis? Yep. Definitely Indianapolis and Gary. Or, or maybe is this no, not South, St. Louis? I got kicked out of St. Louis. Okay, we got Chicago for sure. Gary, Indiana, I'm out. Oh, man, I got kicked out of Detroit. That's a damn shame. Columbus, Ohio, and Cleveland. <laughs> All right, who is this up here? Uh, let, let's see what that is. Toledo. How did I get kicked out of Toledo? I got to check in in Toledo. Philadelphia for sure. All right, you know I, I cannot go to Philadelphia. <laughs> what happened to Rochester and them? Rochester. All right, who, is there anywhere else on the map? I know there's some countries. There's got to be some countries on this map. All right, where I can't go. Hold on for a second. Let me see if I can. There's no country so far. All right, let me see here. But y'all putting it together. I appreciate y'all. <laughs> United States. Definitely got to check in. Lubbock. Milwaukee didn't make it. I'm surprised Milwaukee didn't get in there. They've been catching wreck for quite a long time. Columbus, Ohio, for sure. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh man, I'm sure I'm sure there's much more, many more places that I have to check in that I would have to protect my neck as soon as I walked in the door. Appreciate y'all for putting that map together and uh, appreciate you, Esteban. And go over to locals if you want to put add to the map of CGA. Might y'all might want to put a head emoji where I can't go. Yeah, places in California too, man. I mean, listen, I'm from California. All right. You just added them. Nigeria's on. All right, you got the countries on now. Let me see if I can refresh. Atlanta's not on. I'm surprised Atlanta didn't get on. I've been definitely on their neck. I got Nigeria on for sure. Paducah. Paducah, Kentucky. Yep. Paducah got on. Russia. Yep, Russia, man. I got to watch out. Vladimir is going over. I'm sure India is going to be on the map at some Yep, you got India on. Definitely got India on, yeah. India. I got to watch my neck in India. Let me see if I can get it. All right, I can't find it. I can't find it on the damn map. All right, but there is the Middle East. India did make the map, just so you guys know. Because I, I tell you, I can't even do my accent. But there's India. <laughs> so I'm sure the list will go on and on. All right, what do we got over here? We got, uh, do we have anybody on PayPal, Cash App, or Venmo? Let me check. Somebody said that I'm adding them as you speak. All right, hey, what do we got here? I got some, this is Venmo, but that ain't my Venmo. No government name. SD says, Coach, a guy with the landscaping business offered to cut my grass today. It turns out his son is a former or a known NFL player. Can we get a shout out to all of the parents like him? that don't try to live off their kids' success. Shout out to him, man. Um, That is a very tough thing, I'm sure. And um, he has his own landscaping business. He's doing it. Maybe the son invested. Maybe not. Maybe that, that's what the dad did and taught the son a good hard day's work. All right, so shout out to them. Yeah, you can't live off your family. I think it's, a, I think it's reprehensible to live off your child's success like that. I get it if you guys are getting together and you're forming things in a business. But um, there's um, I don't want to name names, but there's an NFL star, Tyreek Hill. Mm. <laughs> right. I see stories like where the family will move in. Now, I don't know the dynamics, but he has a YouTube video, a uh, YouTube channel. And they'll be like the cousin move in, the aunt, the mama. And it's like, um, <laughs> you guys, yeah, now I can't go to Miami. But uh, I, I look at it and I'm like, why all these people? Living with these people. Eagles are better than eagles. Why are all of these people living in this house? You know why? They're they're leeches. <laughs> and I don't know if his exact situation is like that. But your mama living all up in the house, living all up in the mother-in-law quarters. That shit is lame to me. Now, listen, I'm you know, you know how I work. I, I get it. I, I want to bring the people up who were behind me. But, man, no, no, I don't believe in that shit. Maybe down the street and around the corner. Okay, mama, your house is down the street, maybe five blocks. Mama, your house is down the street and down Center Street, down, uh, down downtown Avenue, down across. But not all up in my backyard. You know, no, 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 no. There's no way. Because those people are going to just sit on their ass the whole day. Not in my space. That's too damn close. Shout out to no government name. On the topic of pushing P, 
I believe the term you're looking for is pederastry, pederastry. Many liberals that attend top universities study postmodern philosophy from one of the most famous pederists named Michael Foucault. Foucault. I'm not assuming that you aren't familiar with him, and um, I'm not, but every man should be familiar with his beliefs because he drives much of what liberals believe and promote today. Is it Michael or Mikhail? I'm going to pull him up. Well, I'm not going to pull him up for the show, but I'm going to go look into him. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, he's a French philosopher, and he is, is he, is he alive? He did. He did, but, you know, he's a writer, political activist, and so forth. So I'm going to look him up. Thanks for sharing that. And he's calling it Petter Astry, which I believe when people call people metaphiles, we call them metaphiles here to try to stay in bounds. But metaphiles are normally assigned to people who are after children, not adolescents. Once I think it crosses adolescence, it's a different designation. This is why people play with those particular age grade, age ranges, right? That's why you see the law at that 12, 13, 15 mark, right? Then that's considered something else, not necessarily metaphile. So if that person, is that person promoted? We got to check it out. He did. Yep, he did. He says he's the most quoted author, I believe. Wow. Wow. Okay, I got to check it out. Thank you for putting me on on that one. Miles says, thank you, coach, for putting your neck out there on a regular basis to expose these truths. The low standard stream was needed because we live in a society of weak men. Our women are overweight, he says, fat, and too sexualized in America. And there are very few Middle Eastern and Asian women that are fat and disrespectful. These men are high class and prejudiced towards low class behavior, which will lead them to conquering the world. He, he says, preach this after pill, coach. Yep, I put my neck out there. We had a dude that cut a video on me and he was and he was trying to sell out and uplift and put out of my league a known prostitute. I, look, I can't help you guys. I can't. <laughs> right. Talk about this and that. man, we gone as men. We're gone. And I don't know, man. I be putting my neck out here for real. And I will never name the individual, man. I'm never going to give him free. But what? That's what we're doing as men? That's what we're doing as men. Hey, man, we don't have a chance. We don't have a chance out here. Now, I'm not against women like that, but we don't elevate them to the higher places in society at all. They stay in the corner and they do their dirt. They stay in the massage parlors and the brothels and they get used and they get their money. And that's what happens. We don't put them, elevate them above men that come out here, wake up in the morning and don't lie on their back and split their legs open. That we don't do that in our world, but that's what we do. And they do it with pride. And they do it with an S on HS. And they come out like this. But in our society, we allow this. We allow this to be inbounds. And then we, we come out here and we act like we're doing them a favor for their self-esteem. Meanwhile, our standards to begin be, become lower because that's all we can accept. Women of the night, overweight women, women with bad attitude, bad dispositions, financially broke, judging you as men. They're judging you as men. This is despicable. They're judging you as a hardworking man that gets up and wakes up every day and they look at you and they measure you against other men that ain't doing shit but pedestalizing them and pandering to them. If anybody doesn't see how ridiculous we've come as a nation of men, 
I don't know what to tell you. Men get up and work hard every damn day for somebody, some other man to come up here, belittle that man, and uplift a prostitute. Put her at and tell her she's a 10 and she's hotter and she's better status than me in America. What? We're done as men. Donezo. I don't care what you think of these type of channels. We're done as men. You're a despicable group of individuals. All right? For real. Guys are despicable. And it's on tape. <laughs> as we say. And it's on tape. It's on tape. Still out there. But it is what it is. Son husbands will son husband. You know why? Because these women represent their mothers. Let's just call it what it is. These women that they uplift represent who their mothers are. So they can't talk bad about them because they'll be talking bad about their mother. And that's the cold, hard facts and truth. The cold, hard facts and truth. They represent, these women represent their moms. And they can't look their mom in the face coming out here supporting CGA. So they got to uplift the women who look just like they mama. When they look at these women that are 28 and 29, they go back and remember when they were 10 years old and they were looking at their mother struggling to make ends meet, putting you to bed at eight o'clock, letting male visitors come in so she can turn tricks. So they can't belittle that woman. They see their mom in these women. It is what it is. And so let's call it what it is. But I get up and work every day and I get up and worked hard for 40 plus years and then I'm getting belittled by an attractive prostitute. There ain't no way in hell. You crack fiend mama having ass ninjas. But it is what it is. It's embarrassing. And our country is suffering for it. <laughs> All right. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. And they do it with pride. All because they want to sniff some pee. And the only way they can get it is how the men got it from their mama. <laughs> Don't get me started. And the dudes here on the internet beaming himself with pride. In the name of the whole almighty. Badussy. <laughs> Anything for the Badussy. Anything. It's embarrassing as men. Embarrassing. We're low quality at best. Let's get into this one right here. Uh, having a nice car, having a nice car, guys, will that help you? Well, it might not. Let's take a look and go to Chicago, Illinois. All right, here we go right here. Look at this one. This one looks like a man with an orange wig on, but this could be, you know what? We're going to make it Straggle Sniggle Theater. How about we do that? Straggle and Sniggle Theater. All right, look at this. I believe this is a woman actor here. All right, but it's, I cannot tell. She looks like the, her daddy in the face. That's what she looks like. Well, let's go ahead and play it. Baby, what's up? Baby. Well, I just seen your ass up in there. What I you watching tell. me or something? Yeah, yeah, I'm Hold watching on. you. I'm trying to get to know you. You coming off a little too hard, baby. What you mean? What's going on? Yeah, park this, park this motherfucker. I'll park right now. Yeah, you have to go. All right, so is that the that that? I don't know what that is, what kind of car that is, but the whip is hot with the stock rims on it, and the look like the brake calibers are red, like a Porsche. But here he comes. Ah, right, let me see what you're working with. I see that chain and all that. Come on, let me see. Hurry up. What the fuck? Uh oh, 
Who's him? Uh, 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 who's you? Wait a minute. All right. I don't think she knew that was coming there, right there. This is not the same person. What you was just sitting on a step stool or a car seat or a baby seat or something? No, baby, this is, get back in the car. I'm cool. I'm cool. Okay. Maybe it was the dress or something. I was tweaking her. My eyes is fucking with me. Like, get back in. You're a car boozy. That's what you is. You're just a car boozy. You got a nice car. You just told me to park. You like my son size. No. Oh, man, you like my son size. Of course, of course, she's a single mother. Um, Yeah, why is she judging a man? This is poor, man. Show Kane. He couldn't pull her, so a nice car is not always the answer. People are like, Coach, you got a line 11. You know, sometimes it don't work. But she got the nerve to say she, you're my son size, and she looking like her daddy in the face. All right, tattoo on her neck. But it is what it is. Short Kang out here, he tried to run his game. All right. What you watching me or something? All right, yeah, that I think it was a different guy. That was a good little trick. That was a good little trick. Shout out to that one. She argumentative on first contact. Yeah, uh, you know, um, game guys will say that's running game. Speaking of game guys, um, I don't suggest you run game against argumentative women. If they're putting up very hard, aggressive objections, she's a low-quality broad at that. A woman knows how to turn down a guy without putting up that amount of rejection. If you're running game, here it is right here. When game guys try to teach you 1990s players game, the guy says at the bottom, the future is now, old man. <laughs> All right. The future is now. <laughs> Shit don't work no more. We in the future. <laughs> the future is now, old man. All right. Shout out to this one right here. Look, uh, people who. I would never talk to a woman who would talk back to me on a simple introduction. First of all, I would never pull up in my car on a woman. I would never do that, but that's just me. But, uh, you know, and it, it's a skit, but I know women do talk to other men like that. That is a big sign of disrespect, in my opinion, but I'm old school. Park this motherfucker. And she's cursing. I mean, goodness, what a piece of trash. That To me, it's, that's a trashy woman. I wouldn't even associate with her. All right, I wouldn't even be in the same shopping mall. I wouldn't even be in the shopping shopping mall. But shoot or shoot. Shoot or shoot. Shoot your shot. Again, what I proved earlier today with low standards, I proved that men will shoot their shot on low-quality women and brag about it. Let's get to the next one right here. Uh, let's see here. What is this one? Oh, we got a man that got his hands full. Woo-wee. Take a look at this. I don't know the context of the video, but she thick. She definitely thick. I believe this is on a vacation. And um, I believe the guy probably runs the uh, whatever the bungee or whatever they're doing here. All right. I think that's what he's doing. And he's assisting her because she's disabled. I mean, mm. she's not disabled. She's just unable. Okay, she's unable, meaning that her 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 body is won't able won't able her to do it on her own. Not only that, have you guys noticed that as much shit as people talk, this group of women talk, they're often the scariest people in the world. They're super scared. Um, they get trapped in the elevator. They be screaming. They about to get on an airplane. They scared and praying to the Lord. 
Okay. They get on things like this. They be, oh, okay. They super scared. But then all of a sudden, they got the biggest mouth and the biggest bark. All bark, no bite. But I think this gentleman is helping her, right? This gentleman is helping her. So let's go ahead and review the film. I think he's happy with this. And of course, I do see some teeth. Niggas always gotta show they teeth. Yeah, I do see some teeth. Let's go ahead and play it here. Somebody says she is disfit. Yeah, she's not unable. She's just disfit. So she can't ride the ride on her own. She probably sink to the bottom. But let's go ahead. He don't mind what he's doing. He's in heaven. He's like Bumba Clock, this guy. He is in heaven. He's like, but he, he got to hide. He's probably got a stiffy over here. But he's like, this is my, this is my fantasy here. Uh-oh. There it is. Oh, my God. He almost took his whole back out against the bridge. Now, he the only one getting wet. Pause. He is getting wet. His claws are coming down. Bumble clot. So, yes, he is showing. He is showing his teeth. You know what I mean? I think he's happy in where he is. He's he's definitely got somebody wrapped. To wrap you in my warm embrace. Indeed. And I make it last forever, yes, babe. I catch a glimpse of heaven when you let me wrap you in. Yeah, he wrapped in that warm embrace. I bet you she warm, too. I bet you she's super warm. Look at all of that. Watch his back right here. Oh, he didn't took. You realize the calamity. He almost took the first, the epidermis. <laughs> Here's my technical. He almost took the epi and the sub semidermis off his back. You see how close this was. This could have been a disaster. And not only that, he would have been like, it would have been like pouring alcohol. Uh, going down the alcoholic slide because he's going in that salt water. This man's epidermis almost got peeled back to the back of his forehead. Look at that. That could have been a disaster. And there they go. All right, so comments. The comments on this one, I had to go down to the comments. This one struck me. This one right here from a big girl. Looks like a girl who probably would get throttled in Jamaica and would be having a fun time in Seattle a.k.a. Mud Shark. She says, as a big girl who could never do a pull-up and always were bullied and missed out on fun stuff, I love this man. You see that? And so what she's basically saying, and you know, she's a big, she's, she's, she's got the photo, like she likes black guy photo. You see that? She got the head tilted. She's not smiling. She got her makeup and looks like black lipstick or dark lipstick around her lips, redhead porcelain skin she definitely likes black guys but she says right here she's a big girl who can never do pull-ups since she's been bullied and she missed out on fun and the reason why you missed out on fun stuff is because one reason i mean you could have you could have worked on that your own and now because this guy's there to assist her you're like i wish he was there to assist her because to wrap you in my warm embrace yeah yep so she would go there. She would be like, I need help. I need help. Could you help me? When she was over there getting, you know, blowing up like the Goodyear blimp. 
And now she's saying, bless this man for being there to help this woman down the slide. Now there's going to be a line of them coming up. All right. For brothers who like that, there y'all go. <laughs> All right. And she had 1.2 likes on it and some starving brothers in the comment section. I'm pretty sure. All right. So let's get to uh, the next one. As they call it, solipsism. This is solipsism on full display. The arrogance. And I hope this is a joke. Daily Mail tends to be more tabloid oriented. And they find stories that the mainstream won't cover. But check this solipsism out. And narcissism on full display. Check this out. My boyfriend's cancer battle was ruining my mental health. So I left him. Now I'm running a marathon in his honor. I hope this is a joke. I hope this is a joke. But this is the constant state of narcissism in our country. Well, this is the United Kingdom, their country. We're sisters. We're soul sister countries. But this is very believable. This is this is real. And of course, you have all of the buzzwords. You have her mental health. You have a condition where she can play the victim and get sympathy by her boyfriend that she left. While he was battling cancer, but she cannot stick around because her mental health. And now she is now virtue signaling by running a marathon in his honor. If you don't know that this is solipsism and narcissism to the highest infant degree infinite degree somebody says better bachelor just did this stream shout out to the joker this is ridiculous bro this is mm. this is unbelievable where to start breaking this shit down because it ended with her being a virtue signaler which virtue signaling in our in our world today is one of the worst things that we have going on there's a lot of worse things but what happened to virtue just be virtuous. We just got to signal it all the time and give praise, empty praise at that. Most of the time it's centered around narcissism, which she's exhibiting. She's got a man dying and she says she's the most affected. Not him dying. What about him? What about the man who's dying and battling cancer? Can he get a word in without you taking the picture all up in the video? This is crazy. This is absolutely insane. I don't know if he lost his life, but this is what we call liberalism on steroids, virtue signaling, victimhood, and then her ability to actually um, patch up the story that she actually did this dude completely wrong and then come out looking right. <laughs> Jesus. Dude, the world is gone, man. The world is gone. There's people like this all the time. My man. That is nuts. I had never seen nothing like that. Actually, we're still on this one. Actually, I have seen stuff like this. If you're dealing with breakups, divorce, this is this is what happens when people break up, divorce, marriage. Uh, they, the woman dragging you in court, she's the most affected. She never considers what you're going through. And you're like, look, can we end this shit and deal with the kids? No, they need to virtue signal. They need to put your ass under the bed. They need to put you in a coffin. They need to disenfranchise you. They need to penalize you, hurt you. And then they stand in front of the internet and the world and say they super mom. <laughs> this, is, this is what we're talking about. Uh, let's see here. 
Is this Lolo Jones? We got Lolo freaking Jones, y'all. Uh, this is, I've done several stories on Lolo. These are these are other women that, I'm sorry, these are women that other dudes cape for and thinking they're doing a good job virtue signaling, explaining it. This is another narcissist, individual sport athlete who can't get right. That The, the, the woman just won't get it. She just won't understand and she just refuses to understand that she's the common denominator and she's the problem. So for the last five or 10 years, we've been hearing that she's a virgin and she can't find a date. Nobody likes her. She has the um, she has the mulatto complex where the mulatto is always looking for sympathy. Poor her. She can't fit in with the whites, can't fit in with the blacks. She's confused. Her parents fault for mating. I mean, she's pulled out just about every trick in the book. And now she's 40 years old, just like a lot of women get 40. And then she wants to say, hey, look, you're 40, I'm 30. We make a great power couple. Now the guy has to bring in all this baggage. And she has lots of baggage. She's attractive. She's attractive. I mean, she has definitely some beauty, uh, some markers of beauty genetically. Her attitude on the inside is despicable, though. I mean, just the putting up with her, whoever puts up with her going to realize he's going to take an L. He should have just rented her. This is a definitely a rental. I would definitely rent her for sure. Take a look at this. Lolo Jones just put, I'm verified on Bumble. Please retweet. Yeah, she, somebody said she's mental. She's mental. <laughs> she's mental for sure. Please retweet this so I can pin this at the top of my Twitter and save $11 a month on a blue check mark. Thank you, LOL. Hashtag, but serious. There it is. Bumble. This is where it ends up, ladies. This is what your competition is. And this is the best picture she got. Yeah, she cuckoo for Cocoa Pup. This is the best photo she got. Henry Resilient, get in touch with me, by the way. Email me. Um, This is the best picture she got. This is the picture that you're going to look at. She gone. She looked, she looked, as we call it, she looked zooted. She looked zooted. She looks like she's on mental health meds in several of them. She looks like she, she she doesn't look drunk. She looks zooted. I mean, all she's missing is the dilated pupils. Uh, 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 that's all she's missing. Okay. But we've told you the tragic details of how she ended up here. She just had so many red flags waving. She just doesn't understand. Now, this is her next little uh, virtue signal to try to get a little bit of sympathy and see how many simps she can get in there. And uh, she's going to go through all the simps. Everybody thinks that, 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 that she's too desperate. But what's happening is they're going to think they're going to shoot their shot. She's going to shoot everybody down and end up saying she can't find a good man. What happened? Where did all the men go? Even all the guys that come in and simp, she's going to dismiss them all. You're not going to stand up. You're not going to be good enough. Okay. And then she's going to say, well, still didn't work. Bumble didn't work, and then guess what? She's going to be on Seeking. Give it a year, she'll be on Seeking. <laughs> and I will have gone ahead and plunked down, and I would have rented her for a day. I would get her. I'm just getting them right where they need to go. She'll be on Seeking as the last-ditch resort. Okay, and then once that happens, she'll be laid up with a woman. So anyway, but I will have to, yeah. Somebody said then OnlyFans. Yep, but I'll I'll go ahead and plunk down the rental on that one. But that about it. And these are the type of women that they're telling you are out of your league, guys. That, I just want to tell you. 
Somebody says you already had her at Southern. Yes, I did. I mean, these are the type of women that men will say, let me put her picture up again. And I want you to understand when I was telling you this the other day, when dudes be like this, she's out of your league. I'll be like, are you crazy? Are you crazy? She's not out of my league. She desperate, sir. Can't you hear the desperation in her voice? The one chick, Sky and Alexa Sky, was super duper desperate, saying this and that and this and that. How is a person doing all of that? And then you're saying that person's out of your league. Lolo Jones is out of my league, huh? Yeah, she is. She famous. She rich. She beautiful. No, she ain't. She on Bumble, sir. She's on a place that I wouldn't even go to. <laughs> She's on a, she's somewhere where I wouldn't even trudge through the dating marketplace. That's how desperate she is. She is not out of my league. She cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And she's viable. She wreckable. <laughs> she wreckable. All right, come on, man. That that's a one night wreck right there. 750 tops. 750 tops. She way go, and that's that's even being nice to her because she's famous. Because if she wasn't famous, it would be a freebie. <laughs> I'm working freebie, baby. But since she's famous and she's low, low, I would be like, all right, let's set a good price. <laughs> and 750, just I'm doing you a favor. She'd be like, nah, I want double. Okay, whatever it is. I just started low. Whatever it is, I'll take you for a night. Let me hold you tight. If only for one night. Let me keep you near to ease away your fears. I'll be at your side, but only for one night. I got money. One night. That's all I need. I don't need a week. I don't need a commitment. I don't need a commitment. I got money. One night. I'll do it. <laughs> I would do it one freaking night. And I, whatever, whatever the fee, again, what I'm, when I'm showing you is every woman's viable. You can get to any woman. All you got to figure out is the price. <laughs> they got, they all got a price. Now say this one don't have a price. She's like, I'm too good. Yeah, I want there's no money I can put on this. I can find the exact same model right around the corner in 10 seconds. All right, let me find somebody that looks just like you. There it is, right there. There's just too many of them. There's <laughs> too many of them. What? These people ain't out of your league. They're duplicated all over the place. So you might not get that one, but I can get the exact same model. <laughs> My lord. If you're if you're convinced as a man that women are out of your league, I don't know what to tell you. You're in the wrong place, gentlemen. You're you playing the wrong game. This is the game you playing right here. You're playing the save the princess and you're struggle luggling. You're going to be struggling for a long time. They're not out of your league. There's 3.5 billion of them. <laughs> Available, locked and loaded worldwide. New, 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 new world order. That most of them, you can find them exactly. All right, let me see. I want this length of hair, this skin tone. 
My Lord have mercy. This is crazy. Somebody said Houston's in $500. Yep. Going out. She going to look good. Hey, Lolo, this is what I want you to wear. Or Lolo's replica. This is what I want you to wear. She'll look just like Lolo Jones. You'll see me breeze past you at Houston, at Houston's, sitting down, having dinner. I'll eat a filet mignon, 500 bucks, pass her right mm. to the next guy. Done. <laughs> Lolo's clone all over South, uh, Sao Paulo. All over. That person is cloned. You can go somewhere. Somebody says Sao Paulo. You can go to Brazil. They got to be 50 versions of her. What we talking about? And you might even see me with 50 replicas of Lolo. I will have had 20 of them in a matter of calendar year. And it wouldn't matter. Well, you didn't get her. It's the same thing, bro. <clears throat> stop thinking that women are outside of your league. Stop thinking that stop. What did they call it? Um, Scarcity mindset. <laughs> she got many variants. Many. Where are we at? Deshaun Rose. And that's what, see, and that's what she doesn't understand. She's duplicated all over the world. She's not that unique. She's unique with people who have scarcity mindset. She's unique if you uplift and pedestalize prostitutes, right? She's unique. But she's not unique to men who know. I've been around the world and I, I, I. I've traveled, I've been here, I've been to every state in America except for Alaska. I've been to every major city. These people are not unique. As soon as I touch down, there goes another city of people who don't know me, and here comes another set of women, many of them single. They're not unique, man. They're not. <laughs> so, and I'm not disrespecting them, but they need to understand they're not unique. The problem is they don't get it. They still think, ain't nobody like me on this app. And then they put down and copy every they put down and copy everything that the other woman's saying, but they think they're saying something unique. I'm tired of games. I don't want players. I'm not here for hookups. I need stand. I have standards. My child becomes comes before everything. We're a package deal. Same copy and paste as everybody else. And they think they hop on the apps, put up six pictures, and they think they're unique. And they're not. They're not. I've had my fun looking for something serious. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> what? Every time you swipe, it's the same, same, same story, different day. <laughs> same story, different city. Swipe right if you like Trump or left, whatever it is. Swipe left if you like Trump. What else, man? What else did you copy from everybody else? Yeah, Trumper swipe left. I have a degree from the University of California, berserkly in marriage and family therapist counseling. If you don't understand, oh my lord, it's crazy. Where are we at? Deshaun Rose says, Hey, coach, five for the morning show, five for now. Thank you, brother, for being here. All right, shout out to El Santo. Says salute to you, coach from Austin, Flatback City, free agent lifestyle for life. <laughs> Sounds like Nash Vegas. Nash Vegas, DGEPB. Should good to see you, bro. I think you owe me some money, or maybe I owe you some. <laughs> all right. He says, been a while since I donated. I catch all the replays. Keep preaching the gospel. F the haters. Shout out to you for that coach sponsorship. 
We'll call it a sponsorship. And apparently, I you owed me money, huh? Did, did the Raiders beat the Bengals anytime this past couple of weeks and years? Shout out to you, man, our favorite Crimson Capsule bartender. <laughs> Nash Vegas got mad pork. Okay. Nash Vegas, dude. You know, they got them uh, people that roll in there on, um, what do they call them? Um, bachelorette parties. It's a disaster. I know game guys be like, yeah, Sean, what you do is you go up in bachelorette parties, Sean. Then <laughs> you find the one, they get drunk, Sean. Then you go roll up in them and you put a little something in their ear, Sean. Bachelorette parties are great places to hook up with broads. Yeah. You mean sloppy drunk ass hogging, <laughs> right? You asking for trouble smashing on bachelorette parties. Soon as I say, soon as I see a bachelorette party, I walk the other way. I do not get around them. I don't go sniggle with them. You know, because game dudes that go sniggle and think they doing something. What's up, ladies? Hey, girls. Look like you're having a good time. Who's the bride to be? Who's the top bachelorette? Hey, who is it? Yeah, what's up, girl? I see you. <laughs> yeah, let's grind. Let me get it started. I'm so retarded. Ooh, how I like it. You know that I want to bite it. Oh, you dancing real close. You dancing real close. You're making it hard for me. I'm sitting off to the side looking at this ninja light. This is how I'll be looking at him. I'm like, he think he's doing something. I'll be like this here. <laughs> I'll be looking at him like, Ninja, if you don't sit down, if you don't sit your punk ass down, you ain't doing shit. You ain't getting in there. Man, just stay, play it cool. Let her grind on you. She going to be up in there in a minute. If you want to go in and take her to the hotel room, the Momo and smash, she'll be there. You don't got to do too much work. Just chill. Just sit on the sideline, just chill. I'll be staying away from that. Staying away. Stay away from I see bachelorette parties because I'm in Vegas. I see them all the time. Soon as I see them, I go the other way. I don't want nothing to do with them. Woohoo! Chicks. They sit now. Woohoo! 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 Woo! Making noises, trying to draw attention to themselves and shit. I'll be like, man, this is so pathetic. <laughs> right <laughs> i'm like these people are terrible all right look man let me get to uh that was dgepb my man no government name r says i checked my credit report in my experience report still have my ex-wife listed as a co-applicant and spouse i disputed of it of course gents something to think about you don't want the ex opening credit in your name you know she has your social security wow Wow, that's crazy. I actually noticed that I had something like that on my account too. And um and it was a um and it was a I think it was an authorized user. And it must have been when we were married. I think maybe I put one on hers or she might have I she might have put me as hers and it was still on my credit report. And that was from 10 years. And I could see the balance and it was maxed out. <laughs> it was maxed. So I remember looking at it for a while, just be like, I'm going to keep it there just so I could see. 
and it was it would be an indicator of just tracking how well they're doing on the other side. Right. I was like, damn, it's maxed out. <laughs> right. Yep. And I'm like, ooh, she tight. She tight. <laughs> but that's part of the plan. I'll be trying to make I'll be trying to bankrupt people. You know what I mean? If you ain't on my good side, I'll try to bankrupt your ass. All right, for real. All right, I will bankrupt you. So if you come at me, be prepared for a long-ass fight. I'm petty. <laughs> right? I'm petty. I'm like, oh, word. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. You ain't going to act, act right? Bankruptcy time. Taking your ass cold down. <laughs> so anyway, man, I was like, ooh, look at that balance. <laughs> all right, anyway. All right, anyway, I will fight to the death to save my name and my honor. Anyway, Petty Murphy around here. So uh, anyway, I was like, ooh, that one need to come down, boy. We need to bring that one down right there. Bring that card down. All right, here we go. <laughs> Let me see here. We got crazy divorce statistics that you won't believe. Crazy divorce statistics that you won't believe. Here we go right here. Let's see here. Uh, this is from a story. I've been telling you about these um Divorce statistics. And people don't understand these divorce statistics right here. All right. Because people hear what the what they want to hear because they want to justify it. But the famous statistic, it says right here, how many marriages in a divorce? The famous statistic is half, which people will justify and say, so you're saying there's a chance. But that doesn't tell the story. That's half of first marriages. First marriages, half of first marriages is the divorce rate okay not the yearly divorce rate but just off the rip half of them of the the marriages that the first marriages end in divorce now the second marriages are way worse and when you combine it with the first marriages that's why you hear people say over 50 50 60 percent then the third marriages almost all of them fail if you're considering all 73 percent 73 percent fail Failure rate. Okay. If both people divorce, if both people are divorced, if two people are divorced and they marry each other, it's almost 90% chance. It's significantly high. It's despicably high. So both people divorce and then they marry 90%. 90. <laughs> but people do get married. Yeah, three times. When do couples divorce? How long do you think the average couple who ends in divorce is married? And I know people don't think this, and I'm going to tell you another statistic. The average couple that gets married, the average length of the marriage is not even 10 years. This is on average. This is not median. This is average. Just taking everybody into consideration, even the people who get married and divorce within a year or two, and then the people who have 10, 15-year marriages. The average is eight years. That's all you're getting as an average. If you don't see it, I will put it up here. Eight years. He says right here, in fact, he says right here, when marriage is in, usually some time has passed since the wedding. In fact, the average length of a marriage prior to divorce is eight years. Eight. That's all you get. Look right there. You guys can see it. Eight measly ass years. Okay. That is considered in many 
states like California a short-term marriage. Short-term. Now, the other statistic related to that that I disclosed the other day is that if you measure all marriages and all divorces over the last 40 years, I know this isn't going to make sense, but I'll clear it up for you. I'm going to make it make sense to you. The average, I'm sorry, if you take every marriage and divorce, sorry, if you take every marriage over the last 40 years, 67% of them have ended in divorce. That also includes second and third marriages now. Okay, so that does help the stat. That does help the stat like that, right? This is why the divorce rate is not 50%. If you take the marriages that happen, all of them for the last 40 years, 67% have ended in divorce. Now, let me tell you something. People will be like, that can't be true, right? People are going to say, no, that can't be real. Well, I showed you the data. I showed you the stat. If you want me to show you again, let me know because you might not have seen it. But I'm going to say, do your own personal survey. Married. Married. The, everybody that married, out of everybody that married the last 40 years, 67% divorce. Now, I'm going to ask you, do your own due diligence I want, or do your own survey. I want you to think about how many people have you heard in the last 10 years that has celebrated their 30th wedding anniversary. I want you to think, how common is it that you hear somebody say, we've been together for 30 years. We've been together for 40 years. We've been together for 50 years. It's super rare. Most people don't make it that far. 20 years at tops, you might hear, we've been together for 20, 25 years. To hear somebody had been married for 30 years those days are gone. I remember my great-grandparents were married. They celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary, all right? And I remember this. I was about 10 years old, and this was in the 1980s. They celebrated their 50th, and they were in their 70s, obviously, but they got married in their 20s. So that's how long you would have to go, okay? But the days are gone where you're hearing people, this is our 32nd, this is our 30th, this is our 25th. In America, that's not happening. So do your own survey to see if this actually uh, ventures out, and you will see that if anybody does celebrate a, sec a long marriage, they've already been married, divorced, and so this is why you can't have a 30, 40-year wedding anniversary. They might be married, and you'd be like, well, you guys are old. You're in your 50s. You have to have been married for 30 years. No, they've been married, divorced, and then remarried, and then still married. So they only made it 20 at tops by before they did or before they're old. So you're not hearing people married 30 and 40. So when I say over 40 years, 67% ending divorces, it's true. It's true. And you can actually do your own survey by yourself. Go around, go find them, go find all the people who have been married 35, 30, 28, 40, go find them yourself. I guarantee you ask every married couple you find. I guarantee you, you will find very few that have lasted that long. Okay, so here we go here. We got some more here that I'm going to share to you. How long does it take? How long does a divorce take? How long do you think a divorce takes? Somebody says folks celebrating their third marriage now. Yeah, and they celebrate their divorce. How long do you think an actual divorce takes? Like calendar months. Okay, how long do you think a divorce takes? 
Somebody said three years. Possible. I know some that have taken three, five, ten years. The average contested divorce. That means the 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 mostly time the respondent, the father or the husband has contested it. It says usually takes over a, a year to finalize. That's a year of attorney's fees. Okay. And so forth. Although a simple divorce can take as little as three months. Rare. So you're fighting over a year. Mine took 18 months. 18 months. Contested 18 months. All right. So mine was 18 months. And with this is 18 months of like cancer. And I don't want to belittle cancer. But this is like an 18-month funeral. <laughs> All right. This is like an 18-month funeral. Yours is going to be whatever it is. It's basically like a death. And we've often told you divorce is like a death. So when people belittle men and women who go through divorces, you're actually doing harm because you're saying who hurt you, but you're experiencing a death. And I actually showed you that. De divorce is like a death. It's a death of your family. It's a death of what you've intended. You intended to go long. That died. You intended your timeline has died. Your legacy has died. The relationship with your children has died. You have a different one. It's going to be based on the judge's schedule. So it is a death. Even teachers say that um, kids that in their classrooms who go through a divorce is worse. Their kids end up worse than the children who grandparents die or a close relative die. Those kids recover faster. But the kids who go through a prolonged divorce, they're, they have they suffer more. And they're saying it's even worse than death. I actually been sharing that. But when people come over here and stay still who hurt you, they're not taking this into account. So going through a one-year process contested is not easy. It's not easy. And there's going to be fees related to it. What is the average cost? And this is not in California. The average cost is $7,000. There you see it right there. So you want to go in. You want to make this easy and clean, okay? You want to make this easy and clean, but it's going to cost you seven grand. Now, let me tell you, that's not taking into account lost time, lost opportunity, what the spousal support is, what the child support is, and um, that's in a probably less than contested situation. The total cost cannot be calculated, Right? The total loss cannot cannot be calculated. It could be as high as $100,000, 50. It could be way higher than that. People, yeah, it doesn't cost your house. You have to sell your house, split the assets, pensions. So that's just the cost of the attorneys and the court costs. That's not the cost, total cost that you're going to pay. You're going to pay in essence of maybe twenty-five dollars to seventy-five dollars to $100,000 by the time you finish spousal support, child support, uh, payment, Property split assets. Some people pay six figures, hundred thousand, two hundred, four hundred thousand. Okay, and somebody says, "Don't forget, you have to go to mandatory post-divorce counseling uh, in some states in which you have to pay." Yeah, I don't. I, that's not in California, so I've never heard of that. But you're basically, um, I don't know if you know, in many situations when it when it comes to credit and creditors, you can use divorce as a reason why you had a bad stretch of financial uh, dis dysfunction, if you will. So they know divorce is so detrimental to people's finances that you can go to creditors and say, hey, I went through a divorce, and they'd be like, okay, <laughs> right? They'd be like, oh, I get it. 
it makes sense because it's that much detrimental to your finances. Okay, it's a legitimate reason as to why your credit or your creditors or your financial situation was situation was bad over a period of years. That's how bad it is. That's how bad it is, y'all. And it doesn't end there. And the reason why we're covering this is because we're going to cover Hakimi again. That's not even the half of it. That's not even the half of it. Let's give you some more statistics that you guys might not know. And I've been already doing this for years. I wrote the book on it and the evolution of free agent lifestyle. So don't think I'm a Johnny Cun lately when it comes to this right here. Um, let me see here so you guys know. 40% of new marriages. This is an interesting one. 40% of new marriages, almost half, include a partner who is remarrying. Wow. Almost half of new marriages include one bozo trying it again. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> wow. So they're doubling up. That is a huge one. Isn't that crazy? So these are people who statistically are headed into time loser category. Second marriages, 63% divorce rate, right? They're worse than the first marriage. And you have somebody almost 40%, almost 50% of the time. It's a double time, two time loser. <laughs> wow. 6% of divorcee couples marry, remarry each other. Yeah, why would you ever remarry each other? That's kind of crazy. Okay, divorcees are most likely to die earlier than married people. So consider that before you go and file. Divorcees are more likely to die earlier than married people. Now, the reason why that happens, the reason why that happens is because because you're basically going through, you're killing yourself daily. I actually knew a person. I will not say who it was, but they almost killed themselves trying to fight their ex-husband over a series of years. They almost died, right, through mismanaging their health, alcohol, drug use, fighting, angry, constantly angry. And um, the, the husband on the other side was constantly like, hey, kill yourself over this. Like the, the husband was putting up such a fight that they saw it was detrimental to the other person's health. And they were like, go on and die. If you die, you die. I mean, you're, you don't realize you're killing yourself being this angry. <laughs> yeah, They're depressed. They're taking medication. They're constantly going to therapy. They're medicating themselves with pills and alcohol. They're doing drugs. They're partying. They're staying up late, stressed out. Kill yourself. <laughs> the husband on the, the ex-husband was like, I see it's working. And if you, that's what you want to do and you don't never figure it out that you're actually taking years off of your life. This vindictive nature, this jealousy, this constant pocket watching, this constant reporting to the court, going to therapy, complaining. This is actually taking years off of your life. People don't realize that. And of course, with men, it says right here, divorce men bear the brunt of this increased risk. And they're talking about mortality rates. All right, let me see here. Crazy. Couples who live together before marriage are most likely to divorce. Why? Yeah. What 
Couples who live together before marriage are more likely to divorce. Yeah, this is against common. This is against common theory because we we believe in shacking up. We believe in test driving. We believe in seeing, oh, maybe this will work. Let's see if it works before we jump in. Cohabitation. I'm against it. I'm against it. I'm the only woman I've ever lived with in my life other, other than my female roommates and my mother was the woman that I married. Okay. And we lived together months before we married. So we were, we were apart for most of it. All right. So that's the only people I live with. I will never live with a girlfriend. I will never move a woman in. I don't, that's no way in hell. Uh, that's going to be the death of me. But here, couples who live together before marriage are more likely to divorce. And here we are at that famous, when it's 57%, people think, oh, that's not too bad. That's horrible. <laughs> okay. 50% chance of getting struck by lightning. Horrible. 50% chance that you will win the lottery when you play. Fantastic. I mean, the odds are so good or so bad that people will see this and still be like, well, that means 43%. This is how dumbasses think. Okay. Having friends who, oh, this is a big one. Having friends who are divorced increases your risk of divorce. Did you guys know this? Okay. Did you guys know this? Divorce is contagious. Divorce is contagious. If your wife knows somebody who got divorced, the odds of you getting divorced just went up. If one of your wife's friends just got divorced, your odds went up. Your odds just went up. So it's going to be a red flag if her bestie got gets getting a divorce. That means you're set the clock. Tick, 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 tick. Set the clock because what she's going to go through and what she's going to learn, she's sharing with your wife. And that's going to be a recipe for disaster because then your wife's going to start hearing this shit. And the first part she's going to start hearing is watching her friend say, I'm going to screw over my ex-husband. I'm going to take him and I'm going to drag him and I'm going to take him here. And I heard my attorney said, I'm going to get the house, the car, the clothes, the hose, the shoes, the boats. I'm going to get all this shit and I'm going to bury his ass. Girl, you need, and then the, the wife listening to this, damn, you going to get all that? Well, what's going to happen is, what's going to happen is the reality, your, your wife, who's listening to her friend say all this shit, is not going to see the aftermath, and she's going to pull the plug on your marriage. She's going to only hear the friend say, I'm going to get this, I'm going to get $1,200 a month in child support, I'm going to get half of his pension, I'm going to get the house, and he's going to have to move out, and I'm going to eat this and that, and I'm going to get piped down by 22-year-old men. That's what she's saying. And your ex-wife eating it up. So in the middle of their divorce, she pulls the rug on you. Now, she doesn't see what's going to happen to her friend. Her friend's going to come out of court disappointed, looking stunned. When she only gets $300 in child support, she doesn't get the house. They have to split it on a short sale or a foreclosure. Okay. The husband's got a junior college girlfriend, and the wife has been skeeted in and is leaking five chads. And caught a STI. She ain't going to see all that shit. So while she pulled the rug on you. And then by the time she sees your friends aftermath. She's like oh shit what happened. Mm. <laughs> and, yo, and, and her friend almost killed herself. Drinking herself under the table. Yeah she's she not going to see that. But she's going to pull the rug. Right on you. And then she's going to end up there swinging. 
She's going to end up there hanging, and her friend's going to be like, I don't know what happened. The judge didn't give me what I thought. Oh, well, yeah. But they had a fun time on the girls' trip. Woohoo! Let me show you the statistics here. Having friends who are divorced increases your risk of divorce. The marital stability within a couple's social network also plays a role on whether their union lasts. Couples who have friends who are divorced have a 75% increase in the risk of their own marriage ending. 75% increased risk. Even couples with two degrees of separation from a divorce still have a risk of 33%. Because of this link, some sociologists believe divorce is a social contagion. All right. So when we get to the Hakimi part, you guys don't know this. This is... These are the things that people hide from you. And they say, well, not my girl. Not my girl. Okay, you just got hurt. It ain't going to be me. Oh, yeah, man. Just you wait. 60 minutes. Uh, let me see here. We're going to go down here. Let's see here. The final straw causing divorce. Here we go here. Okay, look, 66% of men, 74% of women think their partner should have worked harder to save the marriage. Bullshit. Mm. All right, nope, I ain't dealing with that. States with the highest divorce, Nevada. <laughs> All right. States with the lowest divorce, Massachusetts. Wait, is it Massachusetts? It is. All right, divorce by count country. We don't care about all that. Divorce is illegal in the Philippines and Vatican City, which doesn't count. All right, so Philippines, and that's why what? They just run to the Philippines. But what, what you don't understand is people that are mad, uh, You have this is a reality, don't be mad, but men that complain about American women being single mothers and divorcees and all that shit, and they run to the Philippines, the hypocrisy is a lot of those women are single mothers and divorcees too. I'm sorry, they're single mothers, but they're not even divorced. They're still married because divorce is outlawed. It's illegal. So a lot of these women still are married on paper and you're running there for traditional wives. And these these wives treat the, their, but they're, they're men good. These women treat their men good, but they're still maybe legally married to a man they haven't seen in 10 years. They haven't seen the guy in 10 years, but single motherhood or mothers with children where the man is not present is super high in the Philippines. Super high. Super, super high. All right, let me do one more, and then we'll get out of here. Um, let me see if I can find an interesting one. Divorces are higher among couples below the poverty line. Not a, not a, not a surprise there. Couples that marry before thirty-two experience lower divorce rates. Before thirty-two. If you marry somebody after 32, your chances of divorce has increased. This is also a red flag. And that's you. But also, if you got married very young, it's a high, high chance too. But that's interesting. Couples who marry before 32 experience lower divorce rates. Okay, After 32, this is why marrying an old woman does not make sense at all. She's too stuck in her ways. It's ridiculous. And shout out to all the baby boomers. And we have the divorce initiation, as you guys know, 7 out of 10, close to 8 out of 10, and 9 out of 10. Here it is right here. Um, College-educated women are the most likely to have a longer-lasting marriage, but 
they are also more likely to file for divorce. Says right here, 78% of women with bachelor's degrees have a marriage that lasts at least 20 years. Okay, at least 20 years. And the higher the education, the longer the lasting marriage. All right, and some women will tout that. They'll say, see, they'll say, see, educated, strong, educated women have longer marriages. Now, what are you missing on that? What are you missing? What are you missing? There's two things that I normally say in response to that. When they tout that, see, we're better at marriage. That's what they say, right? But I say in response to that, I say, he said, peace. I say in response to that, just because it lasted longer and ended doesn't mean it was better. So you're saying it lasted longer. So they said the average length is eight years for just general and non-educated lasts less. College educated lasts longer, but it still ends. The majority of them still end. It was just more long misery, right? You prolonged the death. You died slow. Another reason why it might last like that is because there's no financial incentive for her to pull the plug. So it just drags on in misery. <laughs> you just prolonged the cancer. Well, I had cancer. I died, but I had it for 20 years. You had it for two years. But there still was cancer. So the marriages still end. They just go on longer and drag on longer. And the sex, the sexless marriage is longer. All right. And you get the cancer infested in your damn gut longer. You dying slow beep, beep, for 20 years. And 90% of those women pull the plug on the divorce. So you're telling me to get married at 30 or 30, let's say 35. I'm married to you for 35. We stay married for 20 years. You divorce me at 50, 90% of chance, 90% of the time, these college educated women pull. So at 55, when I'm good and damn old, fat, got a beer gut out here, I'm at my highest income, you divorce me. Mm. Oh, well, I guess that's better than nothing. As opposed to getting married, divorced before the 10-year mark on average, I'm still in my mid-30s or my early 40s. At least I got a chance. I can actually go to the junior college without looking like an old ass man. All right. I can go back and readjust. All right. So they're trying to say it's better. Meanwhile, this is what I look like when they divorce me right here. Okay. So this is what I end up looking like when they pull the plug on my divorce. All right. Yeah, it's better. See, then I'm looking like this here by the time she pulls the plug. All right. She come in. I want a divorce. And I got to I got to show up at the junior college looking like this here. See the difference? Now I'm like, damn, I got to restart over. <laughs> All right. Look at that. I roll up at the girl. I'll be like, hey, girl. Hey, girl. How much? <laughs> you should have divorced me 10 years ago, ma'am. You should have put me out my damn misery. Now I got to show up like this. <laughs> looking at the Starbucks girl them feet looking good alright this how they send you out after the college educated women divorce you after 20 years this how they send you out 
You'd be like, I still got game. You dusting off your game. You dusting off your game. She sends you out like this. I'm a horny old man. I'm 61 years old. And you have some big motherfucking titties. Yeah, that's how they send you out. Oh, my our marriages last longer. This is what you look like when they divorce you right here. <laughs> and you like, well, I still got game. I'm a horny old man. I'm 61 years old. And you have some big motherfucking titties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no. So that's their that's their selling point. Yep, we'll just divorce your dusty ass. So we send you out back to Hooters picking up girls after you good and damn drunk. Not only that, if they're divorcing men after 20 years on average, and their their statistic will go to, if they're divorcing men, they're gonna take him, they're gonna have his ass homeless. They're gonna have this man homeless. Remember, I played the video of the guy who ran his truck into the woman's house in South Central Los Angeles. This is a prime example of that. Hold on for a second. Okay, let me see here. Uh, L.A. woman, husband, Ram's house. Let me see if I can pull this up. I don't know if you've seen this video. Yeah, there it is right here. You pull it up. So this is these college-educated women that have 20-year divorces, and then they divorce you after 20 years. Look, look, right here. The man who ran a dump Cell truck. Video capturing the man ramming his dump truck into a home before crashing into other cars. This happening over the weekend. The woman inside that home telling Eyewitness News the driver is her estranged husband. And now sheriff's deputies need your help to find him. Eyewitness News reporter Eric Resendiz with the new details. All right. So let me let me see if I can go to the interview. Here, here's the. <laughs> so look at him. See. Now, this the ex-husband who had to move out of his house that he paid off. You're more likely to have paid your house off. You were you ready to retire, and then she divorced your ass, right? <laughs> so you like you like. Wait a minute, what? Wait, I paid off the house. We didn't put the kids through college. I just about to retire from working at the plant, and you divorced me, Miss College Educated Woman. He like, oh hell no! Nah. It was dispatched at three forty-two p.m. Hell no! Nah. He like, no. Nope. Our first unit nope. arrived there at three fifty-one. The sheriff's department says they only received one nine-one-one call regarding this incident. He like, nah. It was made he ain't going out like that. The driver had left the scene in the dump oh. truck. The sheriff's department says it's Dunn's work vehicle. He slammed into his own house and at least two parked cars. Patricia Dunn says, "There's the there's the wife. There's the college-educated wife." who lasted 20-plus years and divorced you. There she is right there. Take a look, gentlemen. This is the educated woman who divorces you, who's bragging about college-educated marriages last longer. This is the woman who divorces you right here, right here. This is the woman that takes you out after you paid off the house, after you paid off through your kids to go to college, and they're out here bragging that they have longer marriages. This is and this is what she looks like when she pulls the plug. She says, I'm not happy. <laughs> All right, let's hear what she has to say right here. This is this is what I'm talking about when people pull up this goofy shit. Well, they last longer. This is what you look like when you pull the plug. Cars. 
Patricia Dunn says she is sure it was her husband behind the wheel. She says they're currently going through a divorce and that she's in the process of obtaining a restraining order against her husband. Now, there you go. She got hair all in her nose. Guys, do you see this? She said we're just going through a divorce. Now, somebody's going to say she should divorce him. Yeah, I mean, because obviously. But who wants to go who wants to go through a miserable divorce at this age? And this is when people say our marriages last longer, though. This is my response. Who wants to be doing this in my 50s and 60s? Just because it lasts longer doesn't mean it's better. She says they're currently going through a divorce and that she's in the process of obtaining a restraining order against her husband. If you watch the video, it looks like she playing the divorce game at 60. 60. Oh, the humanity. I would just go. I would just go find another place to go. All right, let me get to these super chats. You guys got to understand, and I, I break it down, and I'm going to show you a point of view that nobody else will. And you can hate me and say what it is, but when I look at the statistics, I, I'm going to tell you a different point of view so it makes sense in your head. They're trying to say it's better for an educated woman, but they're just saying it lasts longer. Well, if it lasts longer, I'm going to be in my 50s and 60s when you pull the rug. That's going to be even worse. It's not going to be better. It's going to be worse. You wanted to pull the plug early. Let's get this shit gone. We got married and ain't working. Why prolong it? But they prolong it, and then they pull the rug, and then it's disaster. You'll never recover. You'll never financially recover. Think about this. She's going through a divorce with that man. They're in their 50s and 60s. This is called a gray divorce. Do you realize gray divorces have the worst rate of recover financially for men? You're never going to recover financially. So whatever whatever's done in the divorce, loss of house, split up your kids, you lost your finances, lost your pension, you can't make it back up. You don't have time. You're in your mid-50s. You're in your 60s. What are you going to do? Go back to work? It's done. You're going homeless. So people that say college-educated women have longer marriages, yeah, that means you're probably going to be homeless when she divorces you. <laughs> you ain't going back to work and then just starting it back up and building back up. Best thing that ever happened to me was divorce in my mid-30s. Mid-30s. That was fantastic. I was like, good. I mean, that was a blessing. It was a pure gift. I can kiss my ex-wife for that gift that she gave me. Best gift she ever did was to act stupid before the 10-year mark. Okay, good. I'm out. Most men getting divorced 50, 40, 46, 50, 66. Six, you, don't, you don't want that. You don't want that. <laughs> like that is the worst case scenario. So a longer lasting marriage that still ends a divorce is not a plus. That's a minus. Anyway, let's get these super chats. Esteban, did I get you? Yes, I did. Speak in my mind. CGA is the truth. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. All right, Tara McAdams, of all places, to do a 10-hour, my 10-hour reset, I ended up in Tupelo. He says, I thought you made this city up, coach. Oh, man, so you must be a truck driver. I'm not sure. It sounds like you're a truck driver, potentially. You ended up in Tupelo. No, it's real. You have to tell us how it is in the comment section. Ninja Snuggle, hey, coach. Uh, Nail Strauss said in his new book, The Truth, that men are the most attached to sexual, sorry, Men are more attracted to sexual availability than beauty, though this would go good with this morning stream. Yeah, I thought I messed that up. I sound like that dude reading earlier. 
Uh, so men are more attracted to sexual availability than beauty. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So in the in the absence of beauty, if she's available, we'll hit that. <laughs> Ninja Snuggle. Sorry for messing it up. Frodo Bagham Young says, Coach, when you. Wait a minute. Sorry. When you commentate over a video, your audio gets muffled. Really? Thanks for letting me know. Um, so as the video's going, if the audio's there, I'm probably muffled. All right. Thanks for letting me know. Also, you see that Jonathan Majors and Michael B. Jordan pictorial. You heard of the restrict act that's being passed into law. I don't know about that either. I'll have to look it up. And also there's an update on Jonathan Majors that I'm going to talk about tomorrow. And it's good for him. This update is going to be good. I'm going to talk about it tomorrow. Restrict act has to do with technology. Not sure what it is, but I'll look at it. But yeah, the Jonathan Majors update update is going to be good for him. I don't know if it's going to help, but it does shed some light on this woman. Schedule P Lolo Jones is going to get catfished by an AI Tyrone. Shout out to her. That would be great. Peruvian Heat, what's up, coach? Once you're on the dark side, you realize that game is a bunch of BS. It's 2023. Just be straightforward with what you want. Hit me with the yes, indeed. Game. Game as a solo tool is dumb. It, it, it just doesn't work. Now, you do have to be very street savvy, knowledgeable, be able to come, um, be able to um, say what you want, be direct. Like those things combine. But I think guys that are going in the, with, with game alone as a, a solo strategy, it's only going to be a broke man strategy. You cannot change my mind. All right. Tupelo is everything you said it was. Shout out to Tarah McAdams. Game is a part of it. It's a portion. And I would say on if you had a slice of pie, game is 25% of it. And if you're under 25, if you're under 25, you have an absence of everything else. Game is going to be a bigger portion, right? You're going to need it like 60%. It'll be 60% of the pie. So game, macking, ism, it'll be 60% of the pie if you're 25. Once you get over 25, that pie drops down significantly. It drops down significantly. Like the the then it goes from 60%, 40, 30, 20. But I think it should be about 25%. So yeah, you need to learn portions of it. Absence of it will be detrimental to you, but using it as a solo strategy is goofy. It's goofy. You need other things. So a game guy will say, looks, money, status, and all that shit don't matter. <laughs> and they'll just completely throw it away. Ninja, all that don't matter. And then this, this is how they look when they're saying it. Hold on for a second. This is what they look like when they're saying it to you. Right here. You don't need all that, Ninja. Like, that's where I draw the line on game and dating coaches. That Because I'm like, now you're sounding stupid. I get it, man. You need some macking and some ism. I, I agree. Because you're going to get finessed if you just showed up with money. You're going to get finessed and your pocket's going to get clean, purely picked apart. And if you go somewhere else like Columbia, you're going to get poisoned. So, yes, I get it. But if you just throw the other stuff away and discard it and then just say game is the only thing that matters, that that's stupid. It, it's just stupid. And I was, that's where my that's where I'll end it on that. It's like, no, no, no. Wah, wah, wah. Not even the greatest dating coaches will tell you game is the only thing that matters. The best ones, the most reputable ones that I know, there's a guy that actually has a chart, and I forgot to save it. I wonder if I saved it. 
he had a chart. He broke it down where he said, from this point, even to get the woman, this is how much game matters. And he had it as a, a pie chart. Then he said, once you get her, this is how much it matters. And it shrunk. So I was like, at least, at least he's straightforward with it. <laughs> okay. And then he said, after a certain age, he even said at a certain age, this is how much game matters. And then he had other things. Then he said, this is how much it matters after. At the, I was like, that's more makes sense. That more makes sense. It's a complete presentation. But when you just say, looks, money, status don't matter. And then it's all game. That, that, that sounds like, that sounds retarded. Sounds crazy. So anyway, there's always something else that has in there. So the, like I can be fat and, and butt, broke, busted and disgusted. And uh, it, it don't matter at all. We know that's foolish for like 98% of men. For, there's going to be some dude that pulls it off. Some dude pulls it off. It was going to be the exception to the rule. All right. Shout out to Peruvian and he, he says, once you go dark side, you realize it is what it is. Notorious. N-I-G. Coach, he says, coach, and this is a co-sponsorship. We'll give it to you. I'm rich, Hold on. Hold on, Notorious N-I-G. Let me highlight this comment. I'm going to highlight this comment right here because I've never seen it said like this. Check this out. Like this. This is this is. This right here is exactly what we're talking about. And shout out to him. He says, money doesn't matter, but buy my course. Exactly. Exactly. Right? You know, you don't need money. However, $7.99, Ninja. However, $3,000 for a series of coaches programs. So, <laughs> huh? That's exactly what we, that's exactly the hypocrisy we're talking about. You don't need money. You just need game. But my game happens to be wrapped up in this course in which you need money. Oh, I see. You see that? You need money in the end. Not only that, you paid. So this is when I say all men pay. If you're getting game from a dating coach, you paid. If you're getting game from a dating coach, you paid. Chunk it in the I paid category. Now, nah, y'all want to argue me, though. Y'all want to argue me. You still like, no, 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 but that's not directly. The broad didn't benefit. How she didn't benefit if you paid for the course and then you she got you? She didn't benefit? <laughs> Yo, that's exactly my point. When they say money don't matter, but it also matters to learn game from you, I guess money matters, and I guess you paid. You paid to get in the game. Let's call it what it is. Let's not stop. Let's stop holding it back, man. We don't come over here to bullshit. We don't come over here to bullshit. Shout out to the notorious NIG again. He says, Coach's name is pronounced Michelle Foucault. Foucault. He promotes lowering the age of consent down to birth. In my opinion, his name is Foucault. Foucault's philosophy is the vehicle and Marxism is the destination. Learning about him will explain what ha what's happening socially in the West. And he had a bad habit of busing boys. Is it abusing boys? I think it's, but we'll say busing because you have it as it, it's coded. 
man, I'm going to dive deep, pause into him. That's crazy. So I've never heard of him, but I'm glad you guys introduced. This is the power of the coach gang. All right. Wow. Mm, 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 mm. So once we know this, just like we know, 1984 wasn't a predictor. It was a manual. Just as we know, the Communist Manifesto is where we're going. They just code it into all kinds of languages and they dice it up into decades. So you don't realize that you're feeding, they're feeding you poison and they're just giving it to you by drip campaign. We know that Marxism is promoted through things like CRT, racism, victimization, constant. We know, we know what's going on if you're awake and aware, not woke. You got to be awake and aware. We also know that Marxism is the intended destination for sure. And they're getting you addicted to it by government programs, socialization, splitting the family and so forth and so on. This is undeniable. It's undeniable. Now we know where they get the manuals from. And one of these people are the manuals and they're doing it. They're doing it successfully. They just do it in a way where you don't feel the pain. Shout out to you, man, going to work. They do it in a way that you don't feel the pain and you don't notice it. And we call this what? The boilerplate or the 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 toad or the frog in the uh, pot. The frog in the pot, right? Or what, what, what do they call it? Where they just turn up the temp. They, they have you simmering and boiling in the pot. And the frog doesn't know. The frog doesn't leap out. They don't just turn the fire on you and hit you with everything and change directions. So they give you a little bit here, a little bit here, and they're patient. People die before they see their things out in fruition. The leaders who you elect are puppets. The people who are running it, rich people, rich people who are running the show don't need to be the president. All they need is to be able to control and manipulate the president so they get these people into place. And the president is a figurehead, a puppet. Behind the scenes, the controllers are non-elected. And the president serves, whether they're a Republican or a Democrat, they serve whoever those people are. Right? It's a slow boil. It's a slow boil. But we they, they, they are patient enough to be able to turn the tide, and it's a constant battle between good and evil, people who want to preserve and people want, who want to make the change. So social change happens periodically. It happens periodically. All they got to do is get the next generation to be that much more accepting of it. And then they eventually will get what they want over periods of hundreds of years. It's called subversion from within. Subver subversion from within. All right. As opposed to of attacking you head on from an outside where they'd be like, we're going to attack you and come in and march in. You don't need to. You basically get everybody else to subvert from within. You turn everybody against each other. And it's that much easier. So we're arguing over this and that. And whether a person is a person, a female or not, that's called subversion from within. All right. This is when you have an open border conversation and somebody says, close the border to protect us. The other sides will say it's racist, right? That's an easy subversion tactic to use racism or sexism to get person to relent. Then you open the border. Well, what happens? What happens? You just... Uh, made yourself vulnerable from an attack from within as opposed to worrying from somebody attacking you from the outside, they can bring their troops in on the inside and then subvert your whole process on the inside. You don't think that's happening? You're out of your mind. In fact, there's people who think that there's Chinese age military people coming across the border, the open border, and they're coming in by the thousands And they're coming in in the open border. That was so supposedly racist. So, and they're positioning themselves. They'll go here and spread themselves out. That's called 
subversion from within. It's a tactic used by people who want to see the destruction of said America and everybody wants to see the destruction. It is what it is. So anyway, he said they've been here. Exactly. They've been here. They've been buying up farmland. They've been buying. They've been taking up refuge in certain communities and populations and whatnot. There were Chinese police stations in New York, and they've discovered six of them in other major cities, which were supposedly illegal police stations that function as controlling mechanisms for their people. And they have police agencies in New York City. I mean, <laughs> yo, subversion from within is a great tactic. Then you get ambushed. Then you get surprised looking out here, looking across the ocean, waiting for the missile to come. And they're here. All they do is say, hit the time, hit the button. And then they go say, it's time to go. This is the time to strike. And then you look over here and the barbarians already in the in the gate. It's crazy, guys. You guys don't realize that warfare is is um, done very strategically. People move. It's a chess. It's a chess game. You don't just get mad. You don't just get mad and start bombing on people, <laughs> right? I'm mad at you, missile. Those days are over. Those days ended when Pearl Harbor happened, where you just be like, "Oh, you ain't gonna do nothing. Fly a plane." Well, it ended with Benghazi, but that's that. Neither here nor there. It ended when Biden pulled out the troops from Afghanistan. So you no longer have to attack, surprise attack. They got radars and sonars and drones to counter that. And they have Scud missiles and all kind of counter missiles to counter that. Nobody has to worry about that. Now you got to do what? Move pieces around and you attack from within. You attack the infrastructure. You attack the, the, the uh, ability that you attack resources and trade. It's chess, man. It ain't checkers. It's chess that ain't checkers. Um, somebody said conspiracy coach Greg Adams. If you think, yeah, you attack through Saints. If you think this is conspiracy, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, the, the information's there. Instead, though, you're scrolling on Instagram. The information's there. You just, I mean, it's, it's, it's sitting here. <laughs> I mean, and... And if you think your mass media is going to report this, you're insane. You're insane. Fox and 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 um, CNN and MSNBC ain't going to report this. Okay, just so just so you know. Let me see here. They're not reporting this. They they they're paid to. Here we go. Right here. Uh, anyway, there's a letter like, yeah, you think this is, you think they're going, do you think they're reporting this? They're not. It says right here, U.S. sees a surge of Chinese nationals crossing Southern border more than 2012. I'm sorry, through 2022. They're seeing an increase, but of course the border's wide open. So they can't say, they can't say don't come across because if they do, it will be what? It will be racist. So you got to have policies that aren't racist. You got to have the border wide open. You can't deny entry. So when people know that, what are they going to do? <laughs> I mean, listen, uh, it's too, it, it's too silly. I mean, yeah, somebody called it a soft invasion. What are they going to do? It's smart. Let's just send dudes through in through your border. And the best thing about the United States, the best thing about the United States, um, 
as a um as a country not not only do we have a resilient military that we invest in but strategically the map of the united states almost prevents it almost prevents an attack from the outside it's almost impossible to attack the united states from the outside all right hold on for a second let's just show this up all right I'm, military general cga is in the building so you have to subvert strategically the united states from the outside or you have to have a common uh your enemy has to have a common uh ally close to you the united states is well protected just by its borders alone we have the atlantic we have the atlantic on one side the pacific there's nothing connecting us where they can drive tanks in they would have to bunk tanks in the atlantic ocean is almost impossible to cross so you would actually consider that for your slave trade research the Atlantic Ocean is impossible to cross. You would have to go underneath Africa to come up through the Caribbean and South America to get to the coast. There's no direct line in between. I mean, you think there's a direct line, but there's not. You'd have to go under and around. That That's going to give a dead-ass giveaway. All right, so the other side is the Pacific. Bordering from east to west, there's almost no way to get in. I mean, it's one of the most isolated countries out there. That's why we're protected geographically the location is perfect we're insulated we're protected now you have to keep common you have to close the border here close the border here but what we're doing is we're opening the border below and we have a closed border here that uh people can still get across but it's tougher in canada wide open in mexico here what you here's what you got you got the gulf of mexico right here all right if this is wide open and you this just lets people come in and if you think only mexicans are crossing the border you're full People think the people coming across the borders are Mexican. No. <laughs> if you think that, I don't know what to tell you. You really aren't educated on what the border is. And so if, if you're an enemy and you can't go from the east, you can't come in from the west, you can't come in from the north, and you have enemy and you have spies, where do you come in? South. Most are not Mexican. They're not at all. Most of them come in from Central America, they're coming in from China. They're coming in from the Middle East. They're coming in from the Caribbeans. They're coming in from all over the world because it's open. The Mexicans are fine where they are. Cartel don't want to chill over here. Cartel wants to stay over in Juarez. Cartel wants to stay in Tijuana. Cartel wants to stay in Baja, California. Cartel doesn't want to come over here. Now, they'll run their mules over here, right? They'll run their mules through here and up under the fence, but we just got to understand what it is. Anyway. <laughs> it is what it is. So, yeah, we, we got to understand that when people talk about it, people automatically think the Mexicans want to be over here. <laughs> okay, listen. That's why people say close it, but then people say, well, you're, you're racist against Mexicans coming over. Oh, shit. All right, anyway, man, you'll find out, though. Watch this. You'll play this video back years later, and you'll be like, damn. Did I get you? Superman says if a couple separates and never divorces and one spouse dies, is that considered a successful marriage? If they separate and never divorce, I would say no. I would say no. I mean, just because people are married on paper still, it doesn't make it successful. 
All right. The dictator says at 61 years old, the bad outweighs the good. For sure. It's difficult. All right. Anthony Allen says two guys at my church were complaining about what they got to do for their wives. And I thought about David Spade in that clip on the way to. He says, I'm on my way to do nothing. Yes. Free agent lifestyle for life. I got to dig that clip back up. I got to dig that clip. All right, but a lot of guys where those guys are like, oh, I'm happily married, but then they're complaining, obviously. Shout out to Janice L. I'm from Tupelo. Ain't nothing going on here but Elvis. And what's going on with Elvis? Elvis, is he still alive? Is Elvis still alive? <laughs> All right, I don't know. Let's get to the Hakimi thing, and I'm going to get back to these other ones right here. Um. Somebody says, because cartel is not sending fentanyl, fentanyl to the U.S., why kill the customers? Exactly. And so people assume that Chinese people, the Chinese or the whoever else, they're sending the fentanyl into America, and Americans are dying on fentanyl. Dying. You know who's died on fentanyl? Prince. Prince. They're dying, dropping like flies. People believe that's not coming from Mexico, the cartel. They, they need you to be a customer. Why are people dying on hits of drugs? People need to discover what that is. It's insane. Actually, know a man. His daughter died on fentanyl, 20-year-old daughter. And he was divorced, and his daughter was struggling. She she was, um, and um, I had a conversation with him, and I, I could tell he was a lonely man. He was a purely lonely man. And he was, he lived with this woman. Sorry, this is a long stream. He lived with this woman. This woman was like a Brazilian chick. But she was, they were in America. We lived, that was when I was in Newport. And uh, anytime he would see me, he would want to talk. And I would see him and I would want to avoid him. And um, he knew what I did. And he actually was like, yeah, she's pushing me to marry. This woman was way into her late 40s. But he had been married and divorced already. And he already had kids. This woman was wanting to have kids. Like at her last ditch effort, right? And so he was fighting it. He was fighting it, fighting it, fighting it. And I was trying to help him out with information. I wasn't giving him a complete red pill, but I was like, man, dude, trust your gut. Listen to yourself. You already been there, done that. What's the reward? Weigh it, weigh the risk reward. And he was fighting it. Then I caught him one time, checking the mail. He caught me and he told me. He was like, my daughter died. And I was like, what? He was like, yeah, man, she was 20. She was struggling through life. She probably was at the junior college. And he was like, yeah, she got into some drugs and got some fentanyl dead right on the spot. White girl. He was a white guy, white guy, white, white girl. So it, it's, it's indiscriminate, doesn't discriminate. And I was like, shit. <laughs> I was like, damn. And he was just telling me and he handled it well. But I felt bad for the guy. I was like, Lord, because, you know, when you're having your own personal battles and problems, you think it's the worst possible. And I'm looking at this guy. He never seemed sad. He just seemed, he would see me, hey, man, he had motorcycles, cars. He had all the cars and motorcycles. He had properties in Arizona and all over the state. And I think he left California to move to, like, Arizona, and he had a big compound somewhere in northern Arizona. I think that's where he moved with his girlfriend. That's forcing him, pressuring him to marry and have kids and he's in his 40s and he's about to turn 50 he was like i don't want no goddamn kids and i'm like wow 
So think about that. Think about heavy, how heavy that is. Somebody said, get to the point, let's go. Now, when you do that, I'm going to drag it out longer until you leave the stream. Just to let you know, that's not going to make me do what you want me to do. So if you want to leave, I'm going to just say, tell you to leave because I've never seen you super chat. So since you've never super chatted, I'm going to drag this shit on. <laughs> All right, just to let you know, I'm going to make you wait until you super chat me. You don't get to tell me what to do in the comment section. Now, if your ass want to jump again, you hit you, you're going to get on the block list. <laughs> you're going to get on the block list. So anyway, <laughs> send them damn super chats. Now, if them, them dudes that be sending me co-sponsorships told me to hurry up, I would do it. But you ain't send Nathan. <laughs> All right. And I'm about to Dikembe Mutombo your ass. All right. Anyway, <laughs> Dikembe Mutombo you. So watch out out here, gentlemen. The point of it all, the point of it all is for you. But when you think about what's happening here in this country and this racism thing, guys, this is this, these things, black men, this is the least of your concern. I, I want you to move on from these ideas that these people are getting things happening to them with this racism thing. This is the least of your concerns in the immediate future. It's the least of it. It's not helping you. What's happening is way beyond that, way over your head. This shit is, this, there's things going on that they got you distracted by that are way beyond your head, and you better make sure you're on top of it. Okay, you better be on sure you're on top of it because if you're still thinking about some ninja that walked onto the wrong door and got blasted by an 84-year-old man and you're ready to march on that when he was simply on the wrong street and you're trying to prove some 84-year-old man is a racist, you are lost. If that's the biggest thing going on in your world, you're lost, <laughs> right? The ninja went from uh, Mockingbird Lane and he was on Mockingbird Street and he got blasted. Sad story. That could happen to anybody. It happened to four cheerleaders, too, going to the wrong car door. And the dude turned around and started blasting that four cheerleaders. Guys, this happens all the time. It could be that's that, that to me was a bad luck. Bad luck. Sad incident. And of course, they try to dig everybody's past up to get you guys um, uh, distracted by it. It's a pure dumbass distraction. Okay, You guys, you guys got to understand that. I understand that. My kids have done this all the time. I, when I'm in my Ford truck and my kids, we've, we've done this. I've walked to cars that I thought was my car trying to open it up with the alarm coming out of the grocery store, not paying attention. And I get to the car and I'm like, what the hell is going on? My kids picking them up. They be like, hey, I, I thought I saw your truck. And I'm like, I'm not there yet. Don't get in that car. And they're like, I, dude, one time I was picking up my kids from school and a girl opened my door and was about to get in. And it wasn't my kid, <laughs> right? It wasn't mine, but they jumped out. She about to jump in my car. So, guys, those things happen. Those are just isolated incidences. And, of course, it sucks. And, yeah, the guy could have been racist, and the guy could have been an asshole, the 16-year-old guy, but that ain't nothing. That Let that go. People don't pay attention. I've walked up to plenty of cars and tried to open the door, swore it was my car in the parking lot, swore swore it trying to open it up and then when it didn't open i'm still hitting the alarm key fob <laughs> so 
that one is just what it is. The dude was on Mockingbird Lane. He meant to go to Mockingbird Street and got blasted. Let's move on. And he probably was hired in the kite. Let's continue with life. Unfortunate circumstance, moving on. All right. If y'all were ready to march on the street, y'all messed up. Same thing with Uber. Check the license plate. We showed you a story of a woman who jumped in a, what she thought was an Uber, and it was a dude uh, who, who was a uh, pervert waiting to pick up a woman, and he's driving by the nightclub. Her drunk ass jump in the back seat of his car. What pure dumb luck. And she ends up dying. It's dumb luck. Shit happened. Perfect storm for him. He was waiting for the opportunity. She thought it was his Uber. She jumped in the car. She ended up dead. It is what it is, guys. Look, ain't no need to march. Ain't no need to fight and bring it up and argue online. Sad. Moving on. Two dumb people. Let them go. Sad for the 16-year-old. And guys, that can happen to your kid too. Some of these street names are have similar names. So sometimes you end up at the wrong place at the wrong time. Sad. Somebody says ended up murdered or died. She ended up murdered. Yes, they they he deleted her. He took her life. I showed the video and broke it down. All right. They surveilled it. She disappeared. Nobody knew what happened. Last they knew, she ordered an Uber. Uber driver never picked her up. They did the, the surveillance video. A car was just cruising around the entire night looking for girls. He turned the corner. She happened to just walk right to the back door. She happened to just walk to that car back door. He unlocks it. She jumps in thinking it's her Uber. And he got him one. He got him one. Dumb luck. It wasn't had nothing to do with what it was. So he was a bad guy. Yep. But it's just dumbass luck. Yep, she was decent looking. Sad. And that happens all the time. Check your Uber. Check the license plate. Don't just jump in the car because they pulled to the curb. Okay? And she was drunk. Yeah, again, she was drunk. So sad situation. Let's get to the... Now, we're going to get to the next story. And the last one. Hakimi's ex-wife finally responds. And let's get to what her response is. And of course... Sad scenario. Let's see what she said. Here it is. I needed time. This is is this can this is her. I needed time to digest the shock. The shock of what? That you tried to divorce grape him and you didn't be you weren't able to. Yeah, I'm sure you were shocked. I'm sure you were shocked. Uh, PSG's defender, ex-wife. We're gonna call her Hebe has broken her silence following her divorce. I, I can't pronounce his last name. Abuk. We're going to call her Heba. Uh, Heba said she was calm about the situation despite the rape charges against Takimi, adding that she needed time to digest the shock. All right, so she's going in on the rape allegations, not the shock of the divorce. And so, as you guys know, he's alleged of a rape allegation by a woman that is 12 years her his, his senior. Um, and it's just an allegation, something right now that has not been proven. Hakimi was accused of great back in February and uh, Heba later disclosed that the couple was in the middle of a divorce as a result. Speaking to L, a book says, I am fine. Oh, she's the victim here. Here we go. I'm fine. <laughs> it's just been so much. There are days when it's like this and there's days like this and others in which 
you've <laughs> I can't do that at the same time and read. I can barely read. All right. So there are days when it is like this and others. All right. Hold on for a second. Where's my stream going? All right. My stream got disconnected as I was making fun of this woman. All right. So here we go right here. It says, hold on for a second. Let me that, let me go back. I am fine. There are days when it is like this and others in which you've to know how to take blows. You've to know. Oh, okay. That's kind of like you have to know how to take blows and make decisions. Something's complicated and get used to new situations. Who would have imagined that in addition to facing the unusual pain that a separation entails and accepting the grief that the failures of a family project to which I've given myself body and soul entails, I would have faced this ignominy. I needed time to digest the shock. Mm. What? Again, she's playing herself as the sole victim here. Again, when you're this is solipsism. So what about what about the man? What about the husband? What about your children? Do you do you worry about him? I know he has a grape allegation. He probably you probably is having an affair on you. But she's like, I've given my soul, my body, my life. And she has to face this ignominy. I don't even know what that is. Anybody know what ignominy is? I'll continue. When you separate, you restructure your life, but it's not anything special either. You've to, I can't, I don't like when they pronounce it like that. You have to take iron out of the matter. It's true that with two children, it is emotionally complicated, but I'm not the first and I will not be the last. The important thing is that I have peace of mind and have of having tried and having done everything I had to do. There are decisions that cannot be made overnight. For me, it is a premise not to rush in moments of crisis. She also says, meanwhile, there have been claims that the settlement could be tricky as Hakimi has registered a huge part of his wealth in his mother's name. All right. And so that's what it is there. there. And she didn't have a chance to address that. Much of it is where her appearing to take the high road and say, well, me and my children have to 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 uh, make what's best of this. Nothing about the ex-husband, though. Nothing about him, although she threw him under the bus with the grape allegation. Okay, so obviously she has some feelings of that. But a lot of times in these situations, one person has to take the high road and usually publicly in the court of public opinion, the women will take the high road and they will take the situation of the sensitive side. Well, I have to think about this and I gave all of that and my children and my family. Meanwhile, if the man comes out and says, you know, my children are going to take a tough toll and I, everything that I work for, everything that I provided for her, she's going to take it, dice it up and potentially harm my kids. Everybody's going to say, who hurt you? Who hurt you? <laughs> so ignominy is public shame. So she's been shamed. All right. So now it's shame. Let me see if that's right. Ignominy. Ignominy. <laughs> right. It is public shame and disgrace. There it is. So she's been disgraced and shamed. Yep. That's exactly what she's doing. So she's taking the high road, but the oh is woe is me. All right. And I would I did everything right. And he was the one who effed it up. And not only that, he had to embarrass me by 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 um, leaving the finances in a situation where now I'm embarrassed. But here's the thing. My question is, 
You tried to divorce grape from the kingdom come. This is the equivalent of getting your hand caught in the cookie jar. Like you got your hand, you got caught red handed trying to do the old, old playbook and it caught your ass. See, what about the embarrassment of that? Did you speak out on that? You got caught red ass handed trying to do, trying to do the dude dirty. You got caught with the knife in your hand and you dropped it and you got your hands up and you showing your hands and you're like, oh, well, now you tried to stab the man in the back. You got caught. And now you're not going to capital. See what would have happened was when you would, if you would have got your half and then you would have ran off with the bag. Hold on for a second. Got to get my bag and run. If you would have went back, grabbed the bag, you would have been sitting up there eating on his money. You would have been sitting up there laughing and sniggling. You would have been with your girlfriend. <laughs> I got him. What about the public shame of that? See, you didn't get to go ahead and get what you want. Now you had to cut the check. And now you're talking about your publicly shame and what he did against you and how he you gave your heart, mind, and body and soul because that's all you have left. Cut the check. Mm. Cut the check because if he would have got got, he would have had to cut the check and he would not have been able to come out and talk about what he gave to you because nobody would have listened to his ass. They would have just said, move on and cut the check. Yep, she's embarrassed. You're embarrassed. Just call it what it is and you got caught. You got caught with the bloody glove and the ski mask, and now your ass wants sympathy. Not over here. Mm. Not over here, ma'am. And this is what we guys got to understand about the situation. Had she got the bag and ran. Got to get my bag and run. She would have been <laughs> laughing and sniggling at him. She would have been like, see, you better not do me that. But here's the thing. This is not over by any stretch of the imagination. Let's go ahead and show you. This is not over. And for the guys who think this is going to be your uh, way out of this, it's not going to be. They're going to already adapt. The government, the system, the, they're probably having emergency meetings at family courts around the country. Attorneys are having family, family law attorneys are having emergency meetings right now. People at child support offices are having emergency meetings right now for this very thing. They do not want y'all ninjas to be out here making bank accounts for your mother trying to get out of child support, trying to get out of divorces, and so forth and so on. In fact, here's a journalist that's saying this is fake news. So this is one of the first adjustments to get you guys to think that this ain't possible. But bullshit, it is possible. Okay, But they trying to get y'all to not go to the banks and put get your mama social security and open up bank accounts. Let's look, French journalist, news of Akimi's transfer assets to mother are fake. French journalist, Gilles Verdez or Gilles Verdez stressed that it wouldn't be possible for Hakimi to put the property in his mother's name. How? Okay, let's hear how. It says right here, while Morocco star football player, Mr. Hakimi is in the process of filing for a divorce from Tunisian actress, Mr. Heba, Miss Heba, the rumor circulated online indicated that he long transferred his assets to the mother to escape losing half of them in a divorce are taken, taking the internet by storm. And the journalists, sports reporters, spoke against the rumors, stressing that they are fake news. In the report from French media, Mr. Verdes said that the rumors are not true, adding that while it is true Hakimi had a fortune of over $70 million, Abouk uh, also has three, well, 70 million pounds or euros, and uh, Abouk has 3 million euros, 
quote, but it is not true that he put the property in the mother's name. That would wouldn't be possible. Not in Spain, not in Morocco and not in France. According to Omar L. Something, a professor of French universities, La Sorbonne, La Ranon, I don't even know how to say it. The allegations are impossible from a legal point of view, in addition to it being fake news. Okay. And it says right here, in a LinkedIn post, Mr. Professor denied the rumors, explaining that under current law regulating marriages in Europe, spouses cannot transfer wealth to escape splitting assets in the case of, of a divorce as that is considered a criminal act punishable by law. Under the default laws governing marriages in, in the majority of European countries, including France, Spain, Germany, Italy, where Hakimi has resided for the past 10 years, everything acquired during the marriage by one spouse is shared in case of divorce. Okay, should Hakimi and his wife chose to keep their assets separate during the marriage, the law dictates that they should sign a contract to this effect. However, his wife would have known of both of them and would have signed the contract in front of a notary and he would not need to transfer any assets to the mother. Okay. <laughs> okay. And so I think what they're doing right now is they're, I, they're not using the entire story because they're just saying, well, what he, what he would have had to do and he would have had to do this. And if she can use this to go fight in court again, this is not over. I think, She's going to fight to the death because there's just too much money involved. So people are celebrating this, but that doesn't mean that this is the final judgment. She's going to fight to get that motion dismissed, if you will, and keep on fighting. She's going to fight even if she doesn't win. She's going to fight. Okay. But what they're doing is saying, I, I think what they're saying is if he knew the divorce was coming and he tried to do this, she would have had to agree to it. But I think he did this. If, he, if it's true, he did this before before he knew the divorce was coming. That's two different things. And I think um, I want to show you right here. They're kind of talking about it. Noting the legal implications of a wealth transfer, the professor explained that Hakimi had indeed chosen to transfer his assets to his mother before the divorce. His wife would, his wife would have, have known or she would have had, had to known right here. So they're giving her an out right here. And he would have paid up to 45% in taxes, a significant amount of money considering his fortune in case he decided to make the transfer after the filing of the divorce, which we're trying to told, we're told he did not. He will be liable to five years in prison in a $75,000 fine. Okay. So here, so they're trying to say if he did it before, it would have been a heavy tax burden and she would have had to known if he did it after he should go to jail. You see this shit? I'm think I'm thinking he did it before. What's him to pay 45% in taxes? Now, this is this is where I'm telling you, man, the fight's not over. Because now, if this is the case, I'm sure she's calling up the tax people. Hakimi's ex-wife, they're reporting this to the tax. Whoever collects taxes over there, Julius Caesar, they're calling them up. And they're saying, did he pay 45% on the tax? Did his mother pay 45% of the taxes, right? This is what happens when you live in a socialist country like European Union nations, right? This is socialism in effect. Somebody said 45%. Damn, yes, that's socialist. So now she's calling 
you know, your ex-wife, they'll be calling the IRS on your ass if you if you um if you hide money. She like he hide money and they looking at your tax return and they're like, nah, this is his lifestyle. They'll call the IRS on your ass. Put a hit. <laughs> All right. And uh, somebody says his money was not transferred. It was given to the mom. Yeah. So he did what what the story is. What the story is, is the franchise paid the mother. This is what I'm understanding. The franchise cut him a check, cut the mother a check. The mom is now going to say she did not know. So now the mom wants to say, I didn't know this burden because there could be tax implications. There could be prisons. Trust me, this woman's not going away. This woman is not going to, you think this is the end of this story. This woman's going to fight for years to get her money. If in fact, Hakimi is worth 70 million euros and she's only worth 3 million euros. You think this verdict is going to be the end of the story? Hell no. This woman's on the phone. There's lawyers contacting her. There's people that, hell no, man. She going to fight this for a long time. And right now, let me show you what the mother said. Hakimi's mother that everybody gave praise to okay, says right here in the wake of the rumors, Hakimi's mother uh, Shade or Sadaya has said that she was not aware of any transfer of her son's assets. Okay. That right there should let you know shit ain't over. One justice eyes this. They're going to hear the case. They're going to probably do an investigation on him. They're going to see if the taxes were paid. They're gonna then then they're gonna see this ain't over. Mom's acting dumb. She don't want to go to jail. Cause she like, wait, you did what? Okay, we did what? Okay, it worked. Somebody said, you going to jail for tax evasion. I ain't going to jail for tax evasion. I didn't know shit. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna have to fly to do do Dubai or somewhere. Quote, if he had taken any action to protect himself, I'm unaware of it, said the mother. Said the mother. Somebody says, why would his mom say that? She don't want to go to jail. Because you know that's the that's coming up next. They just put it up here, right here. All right, they put it up right here, what that could mean. Somebody's like, oh, you know you could go to jail for this. Five years in prison, $75,000 fine. Mom is not going to jail. <laughs> um, and then if the if in fact the, the, the ex-wife has to part, part with uh, 1.5 million euros and give it to him, while he's worth 70 million euros, she ain't going down like that. She ain't going down like that. She's like, no, 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 no. There's a chance I can get at least a couple million of those euros. I'm not just going to cut the check. There's going to be an appeal, motion to dismiss. Lawyers are lining up to get a piece of this pie. No, this ain't over. This ain't over. But here's what we're going to look at. We're going to look at the apex predators. What happened here? All right, I had, a, I had something opened up. And I lost it, <laughs> right? Let me see here. Okay, I didn't need that anyway. Let me see here. You think it's over, gentlemen? It ain't over. Watch this. Let me see here. The apex predators are already chicken balking right here. So the United States, you had seen memes of dudes walking into doors like men are, men are trying to change their bank accounts into their mother's name. How to avoid Hakimi divorce. Women are always going to adapt. Let's listen to this apex predator right here. Give you um, 
give you the breakdown of how they're going to avoid it. Here we go. So if you haven't heard, Moroccan soccer player Hakimi is engaged in this vicious divorce battle with his soon-to-be ex-wife over assets to be distributed upon a divorce. The problem is Hakimi took all of his assets and put them in his mama's name. Now, the fact that he did that, that's a whole nother video. I'm going to give you tips on how to make sure you never end up in this situation. Step one, get a prenup. I've talked about this before. I'm going to talk about it again. And you might be thinking, I don't have enough assets for a prenup. A prenup will mandate both parties to disclose what assets they have, where they're located, and whose name they're in. If she would have done that, she would have known from the beginning he has nothing in his name. All right, so as you can see now, the prenup, the prenup is now being going to be used against you. Now they're saying, hey, now here's the funny thing about it. I thought this was about love. What happened, guys? What happened? Remember marriage is about love, not my girl? What do I tell you? The marriage is planned before. Guys, listen to me. I know you think I'm crazy. I know you think I'm crazy. I know you think I'm bitter and hurt. I'm just an old man. What do I tell you? The divorce is planned before the wedding. What do I tell you? Men are in love. Women are in business. What do I tell you? This ain't about love. Love don't mix with this pimping. What do I tell you? What do I tell you? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to put y'all up on game. I'm trying to help y'all. This is a transactional. Free women cost the most. What woman comes in here? Let me show you this. Let me show you this meme or a quote. I'm trying to put y'all up on game and many. Some dudes are fighting me, fighting me, fighting me. Watch this. This is from our man, Black Chauvinist on you on uh, on uh, uh, Twitter. This woman says, if you can't trust a woman enough with your assets, why is she your wife in the first place? This woman right here that represents the least married women, women in the world. This is how women are responding to this. This is dumb. It's unfair. This isn't what marriage is. This isn't what love is. What? So the man protects himself. He's an asshole. But if she would have stabbed him, if, if Hakimi's wife would have ran off with, with, with what? 35 million euros. If Hakimi's wife would have divorced him, she divorced him with the intent to run off with 35 million euros. If she would have ran off, nobody would have said anything. They would have been like, that's what it is. But now, guess what? Well, if you can't trust women with your assets, why do you make her your wife? I'm telling you, they eating y'all asses alive playing this stupid narrative of not coming off of what it is. It's a business. They're planning the divorce before the marriage. The reason why she's measuring you up and saying what you have and your potential and how much money you make, how much property you own, they're lining that shit up. Well, if it don't work, at least I can get half of this shit. Come on, man. I man, y'all need to y'all need to support me when these people come out here telling me I'm wrong. Yep, this is gaslighting 101. This is pure gaslighting. Look at that quote. <laughs> Look at that quote. Oh, the humanity. When men are in love, women are in business. Let's get back to the other woman who's telling you, she's telling women how to avoid getting screwed and set themselves up 
to get 35 million euros. So you don't come out looking like Hakimi's wife. They're on the internet. I thought marriage is about love. No, it's not, brothers. <laughs> Let's pull her back up. It's not. And this woman's setting the prime example. They're setting the table. They're showing their hands. They're showing their hands right now. Not only they're showing their hands, they're showing their asses. They're mad. Come on, man. Yep, they're revealing themselves. They're doing the work that I've been trying to do for years. I want to get you to understand. I want to get you to understand men are in love, women are in business. Step two, I want you to have a provision in your prenup that requires you to get paid out for every year that you are sitting at home taking care of the family and taking care of the kids. And you might be thinking, oh, I don't need to do that. Shut up. Shut up. Society is going to pressure you into a lot of things. Your love for the family is going to pressure you into a lot of things. And you need a payout in the event that you sacrifice your entire career and sit at home. Whoa! Free women cost the most. Free women cost the most. You guys want traditional women to sit at home and have your babies. And she's like, yep, I'll do it. But the entire time, she just setting your ass up. For the inevitable. I'm going to get my money for what I sacrificed and blah, blah. I'm going to play that point again. I'm going to play that part again. I want you to hear that. I want you to hear it. This has nothing to do with love, guys. And you might be thinking, oh, I don't need to do that. Shut up. Shut up. Society is going to pressure you into a lot of things. Your love for the family is going to pressure you into a lot of things. And you need a payout in the event that you sacrifice your entire career and sit at home. I wish men who were against my message would apologize to me. I wish you would apologize to me. Well, not all women. Remember, it's not all that it's not that all women will, it's that all, all women can. I never said all women. And I never said that all women will. I said that all women can. That's the important part. And that's what you got to remember is that they can do it and it's available to it. And they looking for a payout. I want my payout. Wow. Yep, you just picked the wrong one. It was the one you picked. It's not that all women can will. It's that all women can. That's what I'm trying to show you. Because you're not going to be able to jump back into the freaking work market with a gap in your resume. Step three, and this is something I'm personally way, going to have. By the way, that, that gap in the resume is a classic line that women use in their divorce. And it's a sympathy line, and I think it's bullshit because the, the choice was made purely by them. Not only that, the choice was made purely by them. They are the ones who pushed, I want to stay home, and I want to do this and that. And then during the time where the kid went to school, they sat on their ass. They could have got a part-time job. They could have contributed to the husbands. They could have went. They could have did something, but they didn't. They went to yoga at 10 o'clock. They went on the walk. They went to the PTA meeting. They... The gap in the resume excuse should be dead. It should be dead. It's a choice. You chose it. You gambled. You lost. Mm. I gambled on you for a wife. I lost. Let's move on. But now I got to pay for your own personal choice. You made the choice. Live out the consequences. They don't want to do it. They don't want to take an L. You owe me is what they say. You owe me. 
And because I didn't work for three years, two years, five years, whatever it is they took off, there's a gap in my resume. Bullshit. Gap in my resume. Who still gets jobs off resumes? Mm. <laughs> I mean, there are some people. But where? You're going to go work at Target, Walmart? They're not going to think about the gap in your resume. Just say, I had kids. Okay, all right. Can you stock the, can you stock the pork and beans over there? Yes. <laughs> right? You're going to go work at Walmart, Costco, Trader Joe's. Can you bag these groceries? I don't care about the gap in your resume. Can you put the can you put the lotion on? Can you put the lotions and the jergens and all kind of shit? Can you put the lotion in order? Nobody gives a shit about that. Walmart always hiring. Gap in my resume. <laughs> right. <laughs> Where do you put the the ho 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 green giant can of uh, corn? Here's the cream can over here, cream of corn over here. This is the regular corn. This is the butter corn. This is the corn without the less sodium. Can you line this shit up? Yep, you got a job. You're hired. It's mm. <laughs> about the gap in my resume. Subway always hiring. Can you put the bologna on top of the? Can you put the bologna on the bread? Can you put the? And what was you doing before I got married? Like, what career did you have before the marriage? Like, where were you at? other than pushing pencils and papers around as an executive assistant, as a, as a, um, <laughs> as a glorified secretary. Well, I was on my way to the top until I married you and had kids at 29 at 29. I was ahead. I was headed to middle management at the human resources job. Then I had children for five years and now I can't jump back in the market. Where, where was you at? You was going to be headed to CEO when you was, filing papers over here and pushing pe pencils over here, sharpening pencils and firing off emails. Where were you headed in your career? So I could focus on my career. I stopped my career to have kids. What career are you talking about? <laughs> like I was headed to the top, but then I married you. And that's you. I was going to be vice principal of the, uni uh, 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 the, uh, the elementary school. But I was still uh, uh, trying to stop people from eating glue when I married you. I was stopping, stopping kids from picking boogers and eating them. Yeah, okay, you was going to be vice principal in the time that I took you off the market. Yeah, right. Gap in your resume. This is all smokescreen victimhood bullshit. Well, to jump back into the freaking work market with a gap in your resume. Step three, and this is something I'm personally going to have in my prenup, have a payout clause for every child you bring into this world. Oh my God, wow. Legacy ninjas, listen up. Legacy ninjas, legacy ninjas. You big dummy. Legacy ninjas, listen up. She's schooling y'all. Have a payout for pushing out babies, ninjas. Wow. Mm. In my prenup, have a payout clause for every child you bring into this world. And you might be thinking, oh, you're not doing a big job by bringing a child into this world. It's your duty. Shut up. Okay? Shut up. The mental, physical, emotional toll that's going to take on your body, on who you are as a person, it's going to change you forever. I agree with that. I agree with that. And it's some things that she's right about. That, that, so that's agreeable. I agree on that. Um, having a payout for it is despicable. All right. It's a choice. Again, it's not that you forced her to do it. She's acting like you forced her to do it. 
She she odds are was the one who pushed it. I wanted to go long, make a commitment. I'm here for something serious. I want to get married. I can't wait to be a mother. I can't wait to have children. I can't wait to to see what our kids like. I can't wait to see my kid run their first touchdown in flag football. I can't wait to see what my kid says as the first word. I can't wait. She's acting like you smashed her over the head, dragged her by that ponytail that I would be pulling on a nightly basis, dragged her in the bedroom, inoculated her, kept her in the room, had her push and shove the babies out, smashed her over the head again. (laughs) And forced her to get inseminated. Did I say inoculated? Well, inseminated. I inseminated her like a bull under duress the entire time. Forced her to be barefoot and pregnant. (laughs) She was probably like, we need to have kids now. Here, inoculate me. (laughs) She was her idea all along. And then she suggested she stay at home and raise the kids. Now she want to pay out. Now she want her money. She want to like, give me. In these streets. Yep. You saved her from the streets. Now she's like, give me my money. I'm rich, I saved her from bars, nightclubs, snorting cocaine, getting ramrodded and leaking Chad. And this is the, this is the thanks I get. This is the damn thanks I get. These people are lunatics. Let's continue. Okay, shut up. The mental, physical, emotional toll that's going to take on your body, on who you are as a person, it's going to change you forever. And let's be completely honest, when you are divorced and you have to go back into the dating market, they're going to treat you as a single mother with children very differently than a rich man who's divorced and has kids. It's not going to impact him or his life. It's going to impact you. So make sure you're compensated for it. Wow. Are you getting the lesson? Are you getting it? I know people still think I'm a toxic individual. This, when I say the junior college is cheaper and better, y'all still on that tricking. Y'all just, dude, it's just lease. No option to buy, just lease. This is the marriage is the most expensive form of tricking, bar none. They only look at it as a payout in a business. You're a business, and legally, you are a business. You're two corporations joining. It's purely a business. I'm trying to hit y'all up on the truth. I don't know who keeps this saying, I, I, who keeps, uh, uh, what do you call it? Saying I'm crazy. I'm telling you what's going on out here. Yes, your girl. Your girl is listening to that woman. Your girl is hearing this. The, mar- the divorce is planned before the wedding. At the wedding ceremony, the mother-in-law, her friends, they've all discussed this shit. Well, if it don't work out, he could just be your starter husband. Well, at least you'll get half a house. At least you'll get a payout. At least you'll get two kids. At least you'll get... That's what they're talking about. You think that's what they're not talking about? I'm telling you, man, this this is where you are. This is where you are. This is how they look at it. So if you haven't figured it out, I'm I'm trying to school y'all on mad game. I'm schooling y'all on mad game. Now, could there be love involved? Yeah, of course. Of course. I'm not saying it's not there, but it's still a business. It's still a business. And legally, what they're saying, they're going to get it. And if they don't get it, they're going <laughs> to. 
<laughs> Somebody says, come on, coach, you really think that? Come on, coach, you really think that? When does the, when does the, okay, let's, let's take it this. Cause I think what you're asking me is, do you think the divorce is really planned at the wedding? I'm telling, if you guys are in for a rude awakening, I know, man, let's, let's deal with these guys. Let's deal with these guys. A woman's going to select you based on your profile of protect support where you're headed, your potential income potential. Can you get a raise where you're going? How far? Somebody said he's just kidding. That right there just should tell you. Now, if let's just have a private wedding ceremony right now. I'm inviting you to CGA's wedding. You're all of my bachelors. Do they call it bachelors? You're in my bachelor party. We're over there. There's a guy telling me this is the last piece of sex I'm going to get. There's a guy telling me. You're in love. You're doing the right thing. You're helping the black community. You got you a black queen. She beautiful. There's a guy telling me you a fool. You ain't this the last time you're going to get your duck sick. Right? There's a whole bunch of things happening. And you like, you emotional. You can't wait. I can't wait to see my lovely bride. We're going to have a whole bunch of sex. We're going to have a whole bunch of kids. She's going to love me forever. She my ride or die. I known her for six months. She the greatest thing that ever happened to me. And you can't wait to do your wedding by. So that's happening over there. Somebody says I meant that sarcastically. But the other guy has seen this. Then on the other side where the women are, because you aren't going to see your wife until her father or her stepdaddy walks or her baby, her child, walks her down the aisle. You're not going to see her. You haven't, you're a moose locks. You haven't discussed a prenup. You haven't discussed anything. You're just going to get married on love. What's going on over there? The women are like, girl, you look good. Tuck them titties in the dress. All right, put this on. Don't cry, your makeup gonna run. Then her mother brings her over. Girl, don't put up with any abuse. All right, don't give him no leg unless he earn it. And first and foremost, make sure that you make sure you get the title and the deed of the house in your name. Watch out. He going to spend money on hoes, liquor, and strippers. Don't let him become a gambler because that's your money. What's his money is your money. And if the shit don't work out, you make sure you tell me everything that's happening. Now, her friends are going, girl, you got you a good one. You bagged a good one. He a doctor. He an engineer doctor. He a lawyer. He going to be making half a million dollars a year. You make sure you get, uh, make sure you on that bank account. And if he act up, divorce his ass, and at least he'll just be a starter husband. You can go and get you another one. You don't understand the stop. The starter husband is a thing women discuss. Starter husband. I'm giving y'all too much game. Starter husband is a phenomenon in a country, in America. I'm going to show y'all. This is in Marie Claire. This is in Marie Claire, a woman's magazine. This is a woman's magazine. Let me see here. You guys are delusional. The starter husband. Marie Claire magazine. 
the starter husband ninja. You never buy a car without test driving at first, right? So why settle into a long, lifelong marriage before trying one on for size? Put a flower in the comment section. Put a flower in the comment section for coach. That's a divorce plan way before the wedding. When I say divorce is planned for the wedding, that's exactly what I'm talking about right there. Put a flower in there. Give me my flowers, Ninja. I'm tired of these goods that think I'm out of line here. That is literally the definition of the divorce is planned before the wedding. They're saying, so why settle into a lifelong marriage before? Try, just try one. And if it don't work, watch this. If it don't work, they're going to come out on the better end. Well, at least I got a house. At least I got two kids. At least I got. Like when it doesn't work for us, we come out on the worst end. Like if it doesn't work, it's disaster. If it doesn't work for them, they're like, well, all right. Well, I got something out of it. <laughs> it says right here. What? Look at this. Look at this. Within This is in the article. Within months of promising to love and honor and cherish Tucker forever, she knew she made a huge mistake. The problem, he was boring. And he did this, and he did that, and he, she says, it finally just got to me that he was so sunny. What did I do? I hoisted my drink in that you go girl kind of way, but I'm struck by her casual disregard for the institution. Marriage used to be a big deal. He could, How could she slip in and out of it so easy? She plotted along for nearly 12 months, passively, aggressively avoiding her relationship by consuming herself with the restaurant's openings and black tie benefits that were part of her job. But then Tucker started talking about having children and so forth and so on. And she pulled the plug on a starter husband. Right there. It's in a woman's publication, ninjas. Divorce is planned before the wedding. Many of them know if it just don't work, at least I'll get something out of it and I'll just move on to the next sucker. <laughs> Come on, man. Where, are there any, is there anybody that I know? Not everybody believes what I'm saying. Is there anybody that wants to disagree with this? The one guy, the one guy that said this is not true. There's no way. There it is. It's right there. I know when I say it, it sounds different. Well, you saying, coach, they're plotting against you. Yeah, they are, Ninja. <laughs> they look at it as an escape plan. The escape hatch is, at least I can get something out of it. You, Your escape hatch is, I hope I don't get screwed. Because when she pulls the plug, you're going to be shocked. And then you're going to have to pay the piper on a practice wedding. A, she's using it as practice where she gets a benefit out of it on the back end. Ooh, I mean, I know people that will who disagreeing with the divorce's plan before the wedding. 
you, you cannot at this point. You just be actually trying to just troll at this point. Now, when I say things like that, I know it sounds hardcore. I make it sound hardcore so you can remember it. Because if I just said starter husband, you wouldn't remember it. But now I just proved my, I just backed it up. I just backed it up. You're taking a significant risk, which they know the risk is, but they look at the reward and they say, you know, I'll do it. I'll do it. He's cool. If it don't work out, I've come out with the exit plan. <laughs> right? That's simply what is happening. She's not going in trying to stab you in the back initially, but the drop is, what do I have to lose? He's good enough. He's cool. And then in the middle of it, she's like, oh, shit. I'll just divorce them. Somebody said they can't disagree. They're just in denial. Yep, that's what we, that's what it is. Just be in denial then. Don't bother me when you're in denial. All right, shout out to Deshaun Rose. He says, oh, five in the morning for five today. I got no government name, BH. Brenner says, see, coach gang getting smarter and the world is getting dumber. 100%. Rob says, at this point, if you get married, it's your fault. And I said that in about, I think I said that in 2000. Remember I said that? I was like, I'm no longer going to feel bad for men. I'm no longer going to feel bad. There's too much information out here. There's too much gain. Now, if you get married and it works, it is what it is. If you, you get divorced and come looking at me with the pouty face, <laughs> I'm going to say, it's your dumbass fault. Shout out to El Santo says, checkmate coach, free agent lifestyle for life. Checkmate. No government name says, how do you research who the good guys are? Thank you. Yep. Got to research who the good girls are. Yeah. Garrett says, hot, crazy matrix is the video. Yep. The hot, crazy matrix. It's true. The truth is the truth, man. It's too much info out there for y'all to keep falling for this dumbass trap where it's about love. Now, love is a part of it, but it's a business first and foremost. And you're going to find that out when you try to pull the plug. You're going to find that out when you make a mistake. This is a business. I just showed you a woman that went line for line on how to protect herself and others and educate them on how to protect themselves in the business of marriage. And you're still going, what? <laughs> All right. Shout out to Sheldon says marriage equals duty, honor, and respect, not love. However, love can be the catalyst. It's just hormones and fear of loss. Hit me with the. And that's you. And the. You can't wait. Yeah, love don't mix with this pimping, man. And love can be the catalyst. Love can be the reason. But marriages, I, I believe, you don't stick together for marriages for love. You stick together for marriages to build something for children. That's why you stay in a marriage. Now, when you pull out because you're selfish, that I think is pure that's purely selfish. I mean, you can marriages can overcome damn near anything. Almost anything. Some marriages can overcome anything. But when somebody comes out, oh, this and that, and I'm not happy, and he doesn't love me, and, and this and that, I think it's goofy. I think it's pure selfishness, and they're trying to do what? Get rid of the first husband and go meet Prince Charming again. They're trying to get out of, get out of the marriage so they can get back in front of the line for the next guy that's going to uh, change their life. Okay, but we showed you the statistics of people who do that. They fail miserably the second time. They fail miserably. Shout out to um, Thomas Thomas Kelly, coach. How do we get you a cable TV show? 
I thought of you on, he says, thought of uh, you being on TV? Absolutely not. He says, since I've been listening to you since 2018, everything has worked out like you said. I see a lot of women on dating. First line out of their mouth, what are you looking for? Absolutely. What are you looking for? So, uh, first of all, you're going to lie to them, but it is what it is. But, uh, no, I wouldn't get into uh, the the TV shows are to – the TV shows, cable, network television, they're to water down your message. I'm too strong for television. They would have too many people writing into the TV shows. Uh, any man, mostly even any black man you see on TV, um, I'm not saying they're sold their soul, but they made a deal with the devil. <laughs> right? They made a deal with the devil – to walk that line and walk eggshells and not tell the truth. The only one that's getting away with it slightly is David Chappelle. Dave Chappelle's the only one getting away with it slightly. And every time he tries, they they open up a can of whoop ass. But the, but it's too late because Dave Chappelle has fuck you money. Okay. The rest of them people on the TV can't say what they want to say. They bought paid for and they need their paycheck. So it's best that I stay on these platforms as long as I can. All right. But um, it is what it is. Yeah. Jay, they still trying to cancel him. They still trying to cancel him. So even he, there was somebody just said he ain't funny. Of course you can't be funny when your hands are tied. You can't be funny when your hands are tied behind your back and they take away all your good material because they're offended by whatever appears to be his truth. Then, they, then they're criticizing him for not being funny. Well, let me say what I want to say. I can be funny as hell. <laughs> but when you shut down all of my great material, shout out to Porsche Specialist says, first week I moved to Texas, I went to the wrong apartment, stuck the key in and realized it was the wrong floor. He says, man, I could have. it could have ended up, uh, you could have ended up being shot up. Guys, that happens all the time. Uh, if you live in an apartment complex that has like four, five, eight floors, you press the elevator button to go up to floor number seven, but the elevator stops at floor number six for some reason. You don't pay attention. You just walk off. Somebody pressed the button, but they hopped on the other elevator car. You jump off. You go right to where you're apart. Didn't that happen to the police officer allegedly? Remember the white Dallas cop said that that happened to her. Guys, that happens. Those scenarios happen all the time. So for us to keep like, I don't want you guys to make a big deal on that. All right. I've done it too. Um, my actually, my mother lives in, in a place where she says one of her residents keeps coming to her door. And she has a ring doorbell. And she's like, look, this lady keeps coming into the door trying to get in. And um, it happens all the time. Now, if you live in an open carry state, Texas, that's the wrong place to knock on the wrong door. <laughs> You're not going to wrong door and somebody with an open carry state. Yeah, you're going to get lit up like a Christmas tree. So, yes, um, that happens, man. And it's just a sad thing. It's happened to me a lot of times. We're lucky we got out of it. Yeah, Amber Geiger, that's what she said. She jumped off the elevator. Now people can break it down and say she lied and she should have known and all of this stuff. But when many people aren't paying attention, she was sending text messages to her boo. Be real says, wait, did you say shootings must be midterm elections? Absolutely. Dude, you're right with me, B. Real Mahogany. So the thing about the, the, the white guy, the 84-year-old guy and the black teenager that got shot, 
must be midterm, must be election time. Because I can know, I know there was a black teenager that shot up 22 students in Alabama. And guess what? Crickets. Crickets. They buried the story. <laughs> All right. And they got you focusing on this 84-year-old man that's going to die before he gets convicted. Like we worried about an old racist. See, this is these old Atlanta people. When I talk to you about Atlanta, how Atlanta changed. When I used to go to Atlanta as a kid. You know what people worried about? Not ninjas shooting them. Not gangbangers and not freak neat and not that. You know what they worried about when I used to go to Atlanta in the early 80s? They used to worry about the Ku Klux Klan coming down the street at any moment. That's what they was worried about. They used to wake up every day. Boy, better watch out. Ku Klux Klan going to come down. Exactly. Acido Rusco got it. They weren't worried about dudes popping up, uh, shooting up the street. They were still scared of the Ku Klux Klan in 1983. <laughs> they wake up every day, boy. Make sure you go to the corner store, come right back. Ku Klux Klan come right down the street at any moment. I ain't lying. I am not lying to you. If you think I'm lying, you ain't old enough. Because this, you're talking about that's 20 years from 1963. Where the Ku Klux Klan could have good and damn well came right down the street. <laughs> right? So that was a 20-year difference. They used to wake up. Boy, you been out late at night. You got in late. Boy, you lucky the Ku Klux Klan didn't get your ass. That's what they worried about in the 80s <laughs> in Atlanta. And I was there. I know good and damn well. Now, guess what? Now, look at it now. <laughs> right? Yo, times change like a mother sucker. You better not be out there, 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 late, late. Down there in downtown. You done went downtown, boy. You know good and damn well. They had come marching in with that Confederate flag down there. Boy, you better get your ass in. Being before turned and yeah, the child murder guy. They had a black guy allegedly running around snatching kids, throwing them in the river. They wasn't worried about no ninja popping no gun on you. <laughs> Come on. This is how crazy we got. But of course, now you don't know. Atlanta way down bad, and it took what 20 something years. All of these liberal cities uh have have gone down and torpedoed themselves in less than 30 years. Some of these cities were great places to be with your family. And in 30 years, they're war zones. But because you're living in the, the frog in the pot and you're being slow cooked, you don't notice it. And every now and then you'll look, man, there's 10 cities down here. Man, it's dangerous down here. I won't go around this town at this hour of night. You don't realize it's just basically just eroding right in front of you. And it's just becoming a despicable war zone right in front of you. And you just notice, oh, man, it's getting a little bad around here. Right, let's move a little bit away far. These places are these places were not like this 50 years ago. 50. I showed you the story about uh, how to sell to a Negro. How to sell to a Negro. Right. And they showed you they were like, oh, these I don't need to show it to you today. But they were showing you even back in the 1950s about black people moving into these cities. And they were like, oh, there's a new group of wealthy, well-established families, black families moving into these cities. And they named the cities. They named the cities. They were like Philadelphia, Detroit, St. Louis, Milwaukee, Los Angeles, 
San Francisco, Oakland. In the 1950s, they named the cities. Now, guess what them cities look like right now? Mm. <laughs> guess, can you take a guess what those cities look like today? In a matter of by the 1980s, they started to erode. <laughs> yep, they were like, oh, they're coming in with their families. Hold on for a second. I'm gonna hold up. Here it is right here. It just happened to be stuck exactly where I watched it last. So look, look. Now all these cities are dumpster fires. New York, Chicago, Philly, D.C., Baltimore, Detroit, New Orleans, Memphis, Memphis, Birmingham, St. Louis, Atlanta, Houston, Cleveland, L.A. These are all the places you would not go at the time of this production. At the time of this production, this put was put out in 1954. By 1984, it was the beginning of the end. And by 2004, these are all miserable war zones. All of them. These were all your popular rappers came from talking about how they need to check in in these cities. You see this? It didn't take long. It doesn't, it doesn't take long, man. He says, which cities got better? Which of these cities got better as a result of this? <laughs> yep, these were the booming cities. These were where all the white people ran from and took them way, took their way like Scott Adams in the suburbs and left y'all there in a smoldering hot mess. The drugs in the community, the war zone, the gangster rap, everything. And it's now... By 80, by 94, these places were a mess. By 2004, it was like, don't ever go there. And now it's like, how could you live there? What, which, which one of these cities are it right now and legit? And if you realize in this movie, they were saying the migrant, the, let me see if I can show y'all. Show y'all right here. Listen to it. Percent of its customers are Negroes. In another case, a drugstore located at a transfer point in a non-Negro neighborhood finds that its Negro customers total 25%. The trend is plain. The new Negro families today are moving into more populated areas, to the cities, where there are more stores, more buying opportunities. Since 1940, in San Francisco alone, the Negro market has increased by 89%. In Chicago, by 81%. Yep. There's Chicago. This is the 1950s. This is the migration from the South and from the countries. This is the second migration. So here it is. Houston, Texas, 45%. Out of these four cities, because <laughs> what, what you're saying is now, this is why I've been saying get out of the community because there was a migration there, but there was a great, great white flight. There was an industries leaving because of the migration of these people into the cities. They left it for dead. They pushed the drugs in and all of that stuff. This is all legit. It's all great conversation. It's legit. But now they left y'all for dead. Now, now the best case scenario is the re the gentrification. Now they are coming back in and they're claiming parts of these areas because you've all pushed them out to the, the suburbs. Now they're coming back into many of these areas. All right, but black people have not gotten, they weren't here. You weren't here that long. So these aren't your neighborhoods. These aren't your cities. 
so that if you do have to get out, get out. You don't have to be here. You weren't here long. Neither was your family. But people don't understand this. I'm just letting you know. You guys are claiming these cities and neighborhoods like they're yours, and they're not. There are also people telling you to stay here, and you don't want to. Get out. Philadelphia, 50%. The impact of this new buying force is so tremendous that actually in 14 major United States markets, a product cannot be number one without Negro support. Yep, 1954. Okay, 1954, great migration, which was coming in from a lot of my family members migrated from the South during this time, all right, from Arkansas and Georgia and went up into the uh, Midwest, Midwest into Chicago, and Milwaukee and places like that. That's what my family did in Gary, Indiana and stuff. That's why I talk about those areas, right? Because I know my family went to that migration. I know some of my family went to Los Angeles, all right? And then at that time, by 1960, what? The Watch Riots was going on because it was a new group of people in Los Angeles and it, they took it by storm and Los Angeles had to adjust. And the adjustment was there was racism there. The LAPD was highly racist. Um, there were people that didn't adjust to Los Angeles, but they were they were what they call um, they were what they call um, bumpkin. The bumpkins came from the south, and they moved to west. And um, that's why you saw even people that uh, talk country in Los Angeles and Oakland. They talk still country, and you call it slang, but it's country. It's basically country talk. They talk like their relatives. And what typically would happen is Los Angeles was slow to evolve. New York was fast to evolve. New York, uh, Los Angeles was slow. So you saw people with jerry curls and shit all the way into 1990 in L.A. These were country ass, second generation, country bumpkin ass <laughs> people that their parents came from the South. They weren't from L.A. They were from the South. Their parents were from the South and they landed in L.A. Then the next generation people were bumpkin rappers, but they were from the West Coast with jerry curls and perms and finger waves and shit like that in Oakland. <laughs> right. These people were straight country from Alabama, Arkansas, Georgia and whatnot. They weren't original Californians. The Mexicans have been there way longer. Yeah, Bamas. Yeah, there you go. That was the name I was thinking about, Bamas. So Ebony Enraged Race got it. They were Bamas. They called them Bamas. I said bumpkins, but the term I was looking for was Bamas. These people were Bamas. And by the way, Snoop and all of them are from the South. All of their families are from Mississippi and all of that shit. They're, they're not original longtime Los, Angel Los Angelinos. Okay. Yeah, the Mexicans were actually the natives. These people were straight Bamas. But yeah, when they came in town, because somebody's mentioning the segregation of Los Angeles, the black folks that came from the South migrated in South Los Angeles. At that time, that was white neighborhood. Downtown, South Los Angeles, Compton. George w, George W. Bush's family was from Compton. They lived there for a small period of time. It was Mexicans and whites there. Then the Bamas came in the 50s and 60s. They came to South Los Angeles, Compton. Car they came to that area. Then what happened? White folks, every time that happens, white folks get 
and get out of Dodge. When that happens, they remove the infrastructure and they take it with them. Now, that's where the problem lies then, because now you leave it up to these people to fend for themselves. And it's going to be problems. Then if you have any other nefarious things, drug use, drug injection, guns, valence, gang, then it's going to be our erosion. Yeah, Watts was another place. Most of those people in Watts, by the 80s, those were second-generation people from California, Los Angelinos. They weren't there in the 40s and 30s, not at that great. They came from the South, migration. So anyway, he says white folks leave when they just show up. And it is, guys, that's never going to change. Yep. They be running. <laughs> they be running up out of there. And with that, also, a culture of, um, you know, because people could say it was drugs and organized, but there also is what I call organized crime, too. So if you think of the Malcolm X story, people did go to those areas, but it wasn't like, you know, um, um, everybody was doing the right thing. Organized crime became a, a way of survival. Harlem Knights, think of that. Harlem Knights, think of... um. People coming in and they have organized crime coming in, people running drugs and stuff like that. And those people are protected by the community because people allow them to do it. You're not going to stop them from doing it. So you don't snitch. Meanwhile, they run the streets. They're the, they're the street runners. They run the street. So if they're selling numbers and running whores and gangbanging, and, and sticking sticking up people and putting the boom boom room and all that shit. You just sit back and you watch. You just was like, I'll just let them do what they do. So it wasn't just that everybody came and was doing what they were doing, and then a white man put in drugs. No, there was a group of people that said, We're gonna get we're gonna get by on this and hustle. And everybody said, Shh. This is what the city is doing now. It's run by it's run by gangs. Your cities are run by gangs. And they do what they do and nobody's stopping it. So it's not just a engineering of just destroying the black community. It is also you got to say the contribution of the streets running the streets and being done. Nobody stopping it. Nobody getting in their way. Nobody snitching. Don't snitch. Don't tell you a snitch. Snitches get snitches. So you just stay quiet. Hey, it is what it is, man. <laughs> and the police ain't stopping it. Why would they stop it? <laughs> you know what I mean? It is what it is. So there's a whole bunch of things in dysfunction here. But I want you to think historically, this hasn't even been 100 years in America of where the cities were populated and the cities have been destroyed in less than 70 years. Less than 70 years. And really less than 50 years. I mean, by, by, by let's just say it was a good 20-year run. Less than 50 years, absolutely destroyed. This wasn't 100, 200 years. Less than 50 years, these cities have been absolutely demolished by a combination of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody says Italians were the same way decades ago. Yep, they did the same thing. They were immigrants. They were immigrants and they did the exact same thing. So um, 
they had the same thing. They were immigrants. They came over. They tried to make their way. Some found a way doing legitimate work, like reselling shoes and making shoes and making fashion and 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 doing running the fish market. And some did organized crime, <laughs> right? So, but their neighborhoods found a way to keep that insulated and not affect them to a great extent. They kept it organized and everybody did what they did. Most of the time, they in the gangs and the organized crime, they didn't kill innocent bystanders. <laughs> you know what I mean? They had rules where they were like, we're not just going to spray an Uzi up the block. <laughs> what they would do is they would say, we only going to hurt people who take the oath and allegiance of the street and the code. So they didn't spray innocent bystanders. They didn't go do the St. Valentine's massacre on innocent people. They had a code. And the code came from Sicily, and it was a long time organized crime, La Cosha Nosta, if you will. And they were like, the people on the inside are the only ones that will get harmed. The outsiders, the wives, the kids, and all of that, they wouldn't do it. But now, you know, it's only the soldiers. But here, if you have it disorganized and, and chaotic, then your, your, um, your innocent bystanders will be harmed. This is how the city erodes when there's no code. All right, but there's a lot that goes into this. There's a lot that goes into this. So I I'm I will say there was an effort to engineer things for the destruction, but it was not just done alone. There was people who in the inside, your own people who helped and harmed. Right? It wasn't just you were there, everybody was doing what they were supposed to do. Some people did not do what they were supposed to do and brought down significant harm to their own people and destroyed it. It is what it is. It's a truth. You got to take it. If you don't take that part of the accountability, you um you are you're 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 being ignorant about it and you're just trying to find someone to blame. All right, shout out to Brian. <laughs> That's all I'll call you. And uh let me check on super chats. Marriage causes divorce says in the UK if the husband transfers money to the, a family member but the money really belongs to him. He cannot ask for it back. The money is still the husband's and subject to equitable division. Wow. So he can, he transfers the money to the family member, but the money, he can ask for it back. So the money is still the husband. So I, I know this. Yeah. And in, in most cases, you can't just get rid of the money, have your brother run it. They're going to find it. All right, shout out to, he also says marriage is just a transfer of wealth to the wife, facts. Mar he also says get the ring, get the baby, get the money, facts. Anybody who's denying that. Gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> All right, and uh, let me see if I can get the rest of these. Y'all, I appreciate the support. And Agent Machine says sickening. It sickens me how these women actually strategize on how to get your money more than they do about keeping the man happy. That's not the business, it, but it. Uh, again, we want to know this up front. The business is not keeping you happy. It is for a period of time. There's an incentive to do so. And you will find out that incentive changes once babies are delivered. If she gets to the point where she says, I've had enough babies, the gloves are off. The gloves are off. If she still wants children, she'll still stick it out. Once she has all the babies, she says, I've had three babies for this guy. I'm not having any more. Once you close up shop, 
gloves are off. Because she has the investment. She has all the protection. She has how many years of child support? The kid's four. The youngest kid is four. She got 14 years of child support. Don't think she ain't calculating that shit up. <laughs> all right. And she'll be like, well, that's it. No more babies are coming out of this. Well, now what? All right. Your happiness becomes last priority. It comes after the dog. It comes after the house. It comes after the gardener. It comes after the personal trainer. It comes after the kids. It comes after the kids' homework. And if you're denying this, I don't know what to tell you. So this is why people don't believe me because the bait and switch happens long into the marriage. If women, there are some women that understand this and they keep their husband's happiness a priority. It's very few and far between though. So there are some women that know this and they keep this and they make their marriage work. Most don't. Yep, after her boss, after her work boss, after her friends, after her friend, after her family, after her father, her mother. If you have a woman like that, you're screwed. And most American women are trained for this. They're ingrained. It's in their DNA. It's in the movie scripts. It's in everything they've watched. Tyler Perry. So by the time this shows up in their real life, it's just a matter of just pushing the right button. And once she pushes the button, everybody else starts marching. You know what I mean? Like uh, they start marching like it's the damn uh, Chinese, <laughs> not the Chinese New Year, but the uh, Christmas Macy's parade. She don't have to get everybody going. She just had to push the button like this. And then here come ever the toy soldiers. La 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 la. Here come the toy soldiers. <laughs> she just, yep, the nutcracker. That's all they got to do is push the button. And then here come everybody in order. Everybody starts, Bergark, you must not have been hitting it right. Bergark, what did you do to her? Bergark, she said you were abusive. Bergark, well, you can get half of his income. Bergark, you're a terrible deadbeat daddy. Bergark, la, 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 la. <laughs> Nobody goes, man, that bitch crazy. You know the only person that says that? You. <laughs> right? That's you. And that's you. No attorney says it. No judge says it. Her father don't say it. Your mother don't say it. Your kids don't say it. The world don't say it. Your boss don't say it. Nobody said this bitch done went crazy. Nobody. Everybody, Bergard, what did you do to her? Bergard, you must have cheated. Bergard, you must have been abusive. Bergard, you didn't hold her and hug her. Bergard, you didn't have enough game. La, 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 la. <laughs> Everybody start doing the, you're bitter and hurt. Bergark, you must be gay. Bergark. <laughs> Nobody wants to put thought into this shit. They be like, nah, let me just see, let me see the details of this. Did you get screwed over? Nah, she's screwing you over, Sean. <laughs> All right, here we go. She just pushes one button, says one thing, and it's a wrap. Agent Machine says she wants a prenup provision for a payout. How about a provision for her to put out and maintain my peace and sovereignty in the house? Get the F out of here, Jezebel. Indeed. All right. Tulu says haters can die. CGA. Tell them. Tell them. Tell them. Hey, man, when I, I'm kicking this too much truth, it is what it is. There's What I'm saying is absolutely undeniable. There can be exceptions. 
and it you could avoid it, but it's undeniable. Henry Resilient, marriage is a modern-day prostitution email sent. Thank you, brother. It is. It's I, Anybody who thinks it's not, I don't know what you're talking about. It's a straight-up business deal, lopsided at best, and it's modern-day prostitution. Okay, The laws are archaic, and they're antiquated. They don't match to the modern time, and people are they're fed up with it. It is what it is. Bob says, if you are rich, escort and surrogate. If you're rich, escort and surrogate. AV Network guy says all the women I know in their mid-30s have a job, a car, and single like a dollar bill. Yep. The marriage marriage is not exploding. There could be a slight increase in taking the marriage rate and a slight drop in the marriage in the divorce rate, but people ain't getting married like that. Nope. Infamous NYC, all these people begging for a border wall. Be careful. Those same walls aren't used to aren't used to trap you in. I think you meant are used to trap you in. Hmm? Be careful. Those same walls aren't used to trap you in. I think he says, be careful of that. He says, when a blessing turns into a curse. So I think for sure, uh, yes, if you're asking for a border wall, you can be stuck in. By the way, every civilization has built walls and borders to protect themselves from the outside. Every single one of them. Every classic long, I mean, you could go down to the days where people had rocks and slingshots. In Rome, there's literally a border wall around the city that still exists that the Romans put up around the entire city, <laughs> right? Now, it does allow for fascists or people to take advantage of that. There's literally a wall around the city because they knew, and it was far, kind of far away from the in-in city because they knew it would take this much time warning for a person to get in the damn thing. Every every city. Now, for people to say we don't need one is obviously people who are trying to allow people to subvert from within. Why would you not allow that? Why would you not allow protection of your, your country and allow people to just come in and out? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just... So it's, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous that people would actually make you feel bad to protect your stuff. But of course, America has a long lineage of who's actually American. Now, <laughs> well, it ain't your land. You stole it. Oh, Lord. And then you brought me here on a ship. Okay. And you pushed us off crossing to Mexico. All right. So now you got to solve that problem. Then you got to solve the problem of we're a land of immigrants where we opened up the borders in and a lot of people in to come in through um in through uh the area in New York. All right. And so that's been the great expansion of America because 75% of people that are in America today, descendants in America, 75% of Americans today have no lineage beyond the 1900s. Okay. So that's there, that's another argument, which I don't have anything against, you know, you can't deny it. We are a land of immigrants. No, nobody, not many Americans have a lineage that per, that precedes the night. Is that right? That occurs before the 1900s. So when people talk about the things that happened prior to 1900, you got to understand that people do not give a shit. They, they didn't have nobody here. Could they have benefited? Mm. They don't care. They're like, I wasn't here, <laughs> right? Wasn't my people. That was y'all shit. And then, of course, the Native Americans 
lost millions. And yeah, so America is complicated in that, but they're not different than any other civilization. Rome itself has been conquered over two thousand, uh, over over five hundred years by the Visigoths, the Romans, the Moors, the the you name it, the barbarians. They have a steep history of just being their people coming in and coming out. So America's you not not unique that a lot of people have come in and come out, come in and come out. Every place in society, even Egypt, has a great history of being dominated by a group. The Greeks came in and out. Then somebody came in and they knocked the Greeks out the box. Then the people. So it's th this idea that America is so unique and blah, 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 and they have a steep. Every country, every great civilization has had people come in and invade and take over. And then they lost their spot. They got knocked out the box. And then somebody else came in. But, you know, we're always Airbnb. It is what it is. I don't know. But build a damn wall. Shout out to Superman says, I was picking up some friends from a party and a Kaylee jumped in my car thinking I was the Uber driver. And he said she had been drinking. She was so depressed. She paid me $30 to take her home. Wow. That's another example. Shit can happen that easily. I'm going to just say I haven't had a Kaylee try to get in my car other than high school Kaylee. I've had high school Kayleys picking up my kids at high school, try, jump in my car. Okay, not jump in, but open the door and about to get in. So, but in that situation, man, that is super, super dangerous. But it happens. So people jumping in the wrong cars or approaching a car, most cars look alike today. And they are similar colors, black, gray, white, red. You know, so it, it's very common to do that. ACDC, is it a coincidence that those migrant cities are the ones you have to check into, coach. No coincidence. When you realize that, you know, gang culture runs the streets, they actually claim them as their corners, their blocks, and we take great pride in, you know, I, we, we take great pride in our neighborhoods, but it's not for the neighborhoods. We don't take pride in the neighborhoods that they're great. We take pride in them as they're dangerous or we own them when we really don't own anything on it. We just dominate them for nefarious purposes. As a matter of fact, you'd be hard-pressed to find a man in America that's a minority that will claim a city and claim it for good purposes, <laughs> right? But like, I live in Newport Beach. You know, you'll do that. They'd be like, you Uncle Tom, you know, you ain't from Newport. You from South Central Los Angeles. Now, if I said I grew up in New Orleans, Sean, the murder capital of the world, oh, yeah, yo, what's up, man? You a real one. You from Memphis, Sean? Wow, you you one of the real ones, Sean. You a real ninja. Are you from Chicago? Yo, worry about him, Sean. He from Chicago. Nobody be like, I live in a great neighborhood, and it's good, and it's a great race to place your family. <laughs> what? You grew up, man? You ain't no real ninja. What kind of Uncle Tom shuffling ass? If you say you from Philadelphia, you from Philly? It's one of them Philly ninjas out there. He from Philly. You from Philly, Sean. Yeah. He a real one. <laughs> All right? Like, that's foolishness, dude. Like, when you think about that, how foolish is that? 
You from Oaktown, Sean? Yo, he from the O. He's from the Bay, yay. What up, for shizzle, my nizzle? You from the Bay? Oh, he a real one. What Where you from, Sean? What part of the Bay? Oh, you from the O? You from Richmond? He a real one. He a real one, Sean. He a real one. Like, yo, I think that's despicable. If you say you from San Diego, they be like. Man, San Diego ain't shit. You didn't grow up with no hard times. <laughs> All right. San Diego, what the hell, Sean? Would you grow up on the beach? You better than me, Sean? You think you better than me, Sean? You grew up in San Diego? What kind of shit is this? <laughs> All right, man, yo, you ain't no, you ain't no real ninja. You from San Diego? <laughs> All right, look, hey, I just do the commentary. You could agree or disagree, but that's what—that's how foolish it is. How how dangerous the city is. That's you get brownie points, and you ain't do nothing. You didn't bust a grape in a fruit fight. Yeah, I used to sell rocks too down when I was down there. You sold four rocks your whole life. You sold four rocks. And you were scared as piss when you sold them rocks. <laughs> Here we go. And you didn't have the clientele say hell no. Because you didn't have that money, rain, sleet, hell, snow. You sold four rocks and jumped on the damn uh, rap track. <laughs> yeah. You thought <laughs> you smoked one rock and you sold through you sold three to your friend. <laughs> Yo, you, I used to pitch down in St. Louis. I used to be pitching on every corner. I had the whole block locked down. <laughs> All right, anyway, let me stop. All right, let me stop, man. He sold the bacon soda. Let me stop with the foolishness, man. But look, this is all comedy, man. All right, I was a kingpin down there. And then they tell you, hey, man, did you know Master Chef, Master Raekwon, the chef, the dude that used to pinch down there in East St. Louis. Did you know him? Yeah, Sean, man, we was homies, man. I saw him peel back four people's dome back in the day. He was the dude. You got to know some dude, some drug dude. You, you, Do you know the master chefs, the splinter? Yeah, I know him, Sean. We used to grow up and we used to get busy in the boogie down Bronx. You ain't know him. If his ass showed up on your block, you be skedaddling. Standing over there in the corner. Soon as he showed up, quiet as a church mouse, pissing on cotton. But you want to act like you was in these streets. I'm outside. <laughs> but then when you move to another city, man, I was the kingpin in there, man. I was the kingpin when I used to run the whole streets of Houston. I had the whole fifth ward on lock. Jay Prince used to be scared of you. Okay. You won't believe that. <laughs> you don't believe that? All right. Yeah, okay. You stayed in the house. Your mother said when them street lights come on, you say your ass in the house and you took your ass in the house. That's where you was doing. Soon as they came mobbing down the block, you got scared. Let me stop. All right, shout out to my man, no government name. It's interesting how Chinatowns have less crime than the hood surrounding them. Because they don't let no bullshit. I was just in Chinatown in New York, in New York City. It's chaotic down there. It's chaotic as hell. But if you don't know how organized they are of doing what they're doing, you, if you don't pay attention, I'm not trying to, I hope nobody comes after me. I was down in Chinatown. I, I don't know who's doing the killing down there. And they probably, there's probably some 
and they probably hide it from the news and the media and they don't let shit go out. So you go down there, there's people on the corner selling you fake bags and Louis and watches. They, they're doing the whole thing. It's organized. The police waving at them. I saw the police waving at the people committing crimes. <laughs> okay. The police wasn't stopping nothing. Everything was just going. NYPD was just going by, blowing the horn high. And there's women out there selling you purses and shit. Could be drugs or whatnot. On every corner, the lookout boys was looking out. And I caught it, and I tried to tell my son. So on the main streets on the corner, there's a car. And I please don't. There's a corner. There's a car. And there's two dudes sitting in the corner. I'm sorry. There's two dudes sitting in the car. They watching. They're watching, making sure ain't nobody stealing, making sure ain't nobody killing. They, you ain't robbing from them or nothing. There's people high up in door in windows, and they watching the whole thing. Okay, the lookout boys, the try. If you want to say the triad. They got that shit organized and they got it locked down. They ain't there to kill each other. And, and I'm sure there's competition, but they're making sure everybody taking care and doing a job. There ain't no. <laughs> and there's cops, too. It, it's 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 but but the but Chinatown, if you go down there, it looks crazy. You're like, man, this is nuts. All right. But the violence ain't there. But if it's there, it ain't being reported. And if it's probably there, they ain't let making sure the. They ain't making sure everybody can see it out, splat it out in the middle of the street. <laughs> All right. What ninjas tend to do, and it's bad, they splat you out in the middle of the street. Had a news there with the camera right there, film at 11. Right in the middle of the street, and you wasn't doing nothing. You was just going to the grocery store, and you pulled up, and you left your car warmed up. Now you out there splat, leaking. <laughs> okay, it's crazy. Yeah, violence is bad for business. Any tourist knows, any tourist industry knows that you don't want to be harming tourists. That's rule number one. Don't harm the tourist. You let the tourists come in. Your, your area is an industry for tourists. Soon as you start harming the tourists or harming the innocent bystanders or the people coming in and out, bad for business. So you know in Chinatown, they ain't going to put a bullet in your head. That will end business. You, they just going to sell you to say the fake Louis. <laughs> Here, sell the fake Louis. They're not trying to harm you. But places that are bad for business, they harm the people. So Tijuana, Juarez, nobody goes no more. <laughs> You're harming the tourists. So people stop going. All right, we got my man. Let me see here. This is a long ass stream. Shout out to Eric Powell training. He says, uh, coach, you're a legend. Thank you, sir. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. But smart people know not to harm the tourists, not to beat them up, not to intimidate them. You want them there. You want them there. <laughs> you don't want to make them scared to come in because your city, then you're going to say they scared to come in. Then you're going to say they're racist. They don't want to come in. No, they don't want to come in and get shot. They don't want to come in and get beat up. So that's kind of what's happening there. Then people say, well, it's right. No, it's not. You, you got to have got to be smarter. 
You got to be smarter. Anyway, somebody said, yeah, I watched the stream and you're still streaming. I need to stop streaming, yo. Streaming so much. So anyway, man, look, let's get out of here, man. Shout out to the coach game. We'll be back in the morning with something. I'm going to run out of subject matters at some particular point. I'll never run out of subject matters. We out of here. Peace. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out.